My soul, you won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. I'm telling everybody. I'm telling everybody. Everybody. I'm telling everybody. Yeah! What? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports <laughs> podcast. Do 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 uh, bang 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 will shoot you, you in the face Will you break our soul? No Are you gonna break our soul? No Will you break our soul? No <laughs> Think you're gonna break our soul? No I'm Are you sorry, telling everybody Hell yeah <laughs> Dude I was watching uh, Saving Silverman was on Pluto TV and I was like well Classic. something I just put on, you know, just something to go make lunch or right. leave on for ambient noise for Archie because I don't know, it's a thing I think about. Right. Is he better off in silence or a little... Something to purchase and put on repeat on my TV for the rest of my life. And it was at the scene with... Yeah! <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> I know this movie so fucking well, dude. They, You know, like, they shorten episodes of Seinfeld for time on TV. There and is a unrated version of Saving Silverman, which we may be more familiar with. It doesn't matter what it's rated. There's no reason that this quote... Yeah! Two, one thousand. Three, one thousand. What? Like... The, the, the space in between the yeah was short it went yeah what it was so quick right and like it didn't look any different really but i i play that every week so i was like that's fucked up dude they're trying to just get more ad dollars well, of in course by saving on the yeah! space one space there was no double space it was like a half a space but and it co- totally screws up nobody the should timing nobody should know these things that you know uh, they cut a second out between the yeah and the what. Yeah, it wasn't as funny. <laughs> it's bullshit. They're fucking with their comedy. How's everybody doing out there? Is your soul broken? I hope not. No. New Beyonce album. She um, has big fake titties on the front. That album cover is wild. It is. I'm spanking to it later. That's a fact. Those aren't Jack. her boobs. Uh, so. Since when has Beyonce had big round porn star tits? I mean, she never had small flat shit tits. She never had round She's porn always had tits. voluptuous big old... Right. Excuse me. Tickle bitties. <laughs> Busting out Pardon the Google. <laughs> Beyonce tits. 2008. You got to like go back. Find those pictures of her looking all ugly at the Super Bowl. What did her titties look like then? Uh, I bet that goofy face she made at the Super Bowl makes those titties look even better. Remember I mean, that? They like tried to scrub Google because people were memeing her and stuff because she looked like she was just going so hard for her performance. Dude, Beyonce does have some big ass titties. Look at this picture. I, I'm telling you. She's sipping some wine. She looks amazing. Look at those jugs. Yeah, you're wrong. She's wow. always had the tickles. <laughs> yeah, but there's other pictures where it's like they're, n- they're like not that prominent. Beyonce, Super Bowl. Whatever. Dude, it's an album cover and it's Beyonce's album cover of all people. Ugly. I'm sure it's airbrushed. I'm sure her titties are not that round and perfectly circular. Remember this? There was, it was, she was all looking like, Ugh! she was making like, hot, she was making hot shoe face. <laughs> they fucking scrubbed the internet of this photo. She looks fine. Yeah, there's probably worse ones because they probably succeeded in scrubbing. Like every picture, she looks great. Yeah, some of these are unflattering. Right? She's still a good looking person. She's, 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 ma- she's making like, I'm taking a shit right now face. 
Which yeah, to a lot it's of guys, a picture. It's a picture hot. is a moment in time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm into Beyonce shitting stuff, so these pictures are tight. <coughs> um, speaking of Beyonce news, uh, is there an echo in here? Because I swear we just did this story. Did you listen to the new album? You, of course, you listen to the new album. No, I didn't listen to the new album. Uh, Girlfriend probably yeah, played it puts it on. times. It was only the time you were over that I've heard. That was the day it came out. So it's very gay. Come on. Yeah. Well. What do you think you're gonna love it? <laughs> no. Are you gonna run to Spotify? And I'm not even Beyonce saying I dropped? hate it because of that. It's just like very uh, house music that seems aimed towards a gay demographic. Yeah, which I, seems I didn't hear to be the whole like album. Older pop lady thing is like the older you get, being a woman in pop music, the more you kind of just gear it towards the gay community. Um, Let me just start doing gay house music. Well, maybe music. she should have geared it more towards the disabled community instead of being such a fucking triggering hater. Because Beyonce... What did, this, what did this hateful bitch do? To remove ableist slur from song Heated after backlash from disability campaigners. <laughs> and it's an, it's a carbon copy of the Lizzo story. Same and, word, and same community. because I said to you... Oh, it's the same word? Same thing. How about these people shut the fuck up? These people? Spaz is Whoa. a goddamn... Vocabulary word, and the rest of us are gonna use it. Way out of line. How about these people stop spazzing out? You know what hurts the most is the the lack of respect. These people. (laughs) Um, I said they're called cripples. (laughs) (laughs) I said to you when I had first heard the album that not only does it sound a little gay, not there's anything wrong with that. What is it supposed to sound like? Fucking Metallica. That would be cool. That would be sweet, (laughs) dude. The collab we didn't know we needed in 2022. (laughs) It also came off to me like. She's trying to compete with Lizzo, who is gunning for the number one fucking pop lady spot at the moment. You know what's interesting? This is like the George Carlin, uh, Sam Kinison of the pop music. I watched that Carlin documentary, and it was interesting to hear him when Kinison came out in the 90s, and George Carlin was kind of on the tail end of one of his like installments of his career. Right. He's like candidly saying, like, this guy is like the new fucking sound, you know what I mean? Like, And he's worried about it. Like, I, if I can't be as funny or funnier than this guy, I have no fucking chance. Right. So sometimes a lot of th- That's Beyonce music or comedy Lizzo. or movies, like you see the new guy. She's like, I got to start eating donuts. Or the new gal, if you will. I got to get some bigger titties. Yeah. Ones that sag down to my belly. <laughs> yeah, mud flaps. <laughs> well, you know what? They're one in the same when it comes to ableist slurring. It's like they don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like it's a word. Uh, that we use casually. Well, and here's people shouldn't be so offended. The discussion about it. is: look, people are going to be outraged about things. The discussion is: are do, they? Do you, sure. Do you cave to their outrage and then change the thing? No. You know what I mean? Like that's the answer is no. I also read an article recently about how the uh, what is it? The Duffy, the Duffer Brothers, the Stranger Things dudes. Never heard of them. They make Stranger Things. <laughs> they originated <laughs> okay. it. It's it's their show. The uh, Duff sisters, Hillary and Haley. And I'm pretty sure it was is in it Haley. Like, uh, I don't I don't know actually what it was, but there was a story about how they went and retroactively like brushed, like cleaned up a scene from season two that got complaints, and they didn't even really mention it. And they're not like transparent about what scene it was but they're like we heard some outrage about this thing that was inaccurate so we went back and had the ability to like edit something and change that upload in netflix so it's like you're retroactively <laughs> changing the art like yeah, i don't fuck like these it. people i don't like it these people uh the one like uh leeway i'll give is like in seinfeld they originally george's father was played by a different actor uh, and then when they hired Jerry like, Stiller, we demand Jerry Stiller. They went back and refilmed all the scenes that they had done with the original actor, so that in syndication, when they do reruns, 
these scenes will have Jerry Stiller in them. Yeah, but they didn't. I respect cast, that. They didn't cast Jerry Stiller because of written Same letters words, and outrage. Exactly, I respect it. Same words. It's for continuity's sake. Yeah, nobody complained that they needed. You know, Ben Stiller's dad's not getting enough work. Cast him instead. So then they caved. They just it was probably a better cast, and it was early enough in the show to make that change. Ben Stiller was like a nobody at that time too. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? I guess it was late eighties. He hadn't done a whole lot. Right. Um, anyways, Beyonce says she will remove he an was ableist on his way. slur. He was running up that hill at that at that point in time. <laughs> uh, Inside joke, I'm sorry. From her new album, Renaissance, after facing online backlash and criticism from disability campaigners, the 40-year-old singer, they got to like remind you she's 40 because she looks so good, um, mm-hmm. received rave reviews when she debuted her dance Well, she's also, album. if you listen to the album, you know, you would think this is a 16-year-old girl writing these lyrics. She's so hip. Uh, on the track, co-written by Drake, that's a problem. Toxic masculinity crept into the fucking Beyonce songwriting. Yeah. And now you got spaz yep. all willy nilly on the, on the lyric sheet. Uh, but the line is spaz and on that ass. Spaz on that ass. Remember the Lizzo song too? It was all about like beating up somebody for cheating or something. It's like, I'm going to kill him. That could be sexual though. Well, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm saying this probably. I've spazzed all over a few asses. I haven't heard in my day. Beyonce's song, but I bet it's like less. Remember every other line in the Lizzo song was like something that could have been like. Yeah, it was violent. about beating chicks up. Um, yeah. It was about beating chicks up with your fellow chicks. Something like that? I don't um, know. Although the word spaz is often used colloquially to describe freaking out or going crazy, it is derived from the word spastic, which no one cared about until this month. Uh, no, it says, which is considered demeaning to people with spastic cerebral palsy. Yes, when you point at someone with cerebral palsy and go, ha ha, spaz! Spaz! Otherwise, you're just using a word from the English language. Mm. Let's see here. People really need to fucking relax. And like I said last time with the Lizzo thing, I'll say it again. These spazzes should be like honored that Queen B is is even mentioning them. Yeah. I we just talked and I I don't even want to do this, but we just talked about how we both saw the new Jordan Peele movie Nope. Oh, yep. And yep. And there's a very like I don't want to say anything about this movie really, but we did we did talk about it. he references somebody from something and it was like kind of a joke at somebody's expense. And I was like, You think like in Hollywood there's nice guys who say like, Hey, here's my script. I got this thing about I think you. Yes and no. Yada 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 like the, the joke at someone's expense, especially when it was like that. It's not even really as at his expense. Right. And it, it's as tame it's as saying spaz in a song would be. It's it's not there's no shots really being taken. In fact, if anything, there's more of a shot taken in the Jordan Peele script. But I'm like, you think just for good measure, he goes like, hey, I got this line about you. I just want to make sure it's cool. But if you're that guy, it was like an SNL character reference for the people who've seen it. And that guy would probably be like honored to be a part of the new Jordan Peele movie. He's like, this is a great screenplay. Right. And dude, I don't care if you joke about me. That's fucking funny. Again, like, I think it's complimentary. Right. So it might not be complimentary to people with spastic cerebral palsy, but it's like, it's not at them. So like... You, you should be honored that if you do take that ownership over the word spaz because you think it represents you, it's like, don't take it. You could just flip this with your own perspective and be like, that's fucking cool. Beyonce is talking about my community. Right. Like, it, it's almost, is it really that negative of an ableist slur? She's not using it that way. So why are you taking it that way? You know what I mean? You don't own You're it either. You're being a fucking spaz. <laughs> you don't own it either. Um, so yeah, someone says it feels like a slap in the face. I'm pretty sure that was the quote about fucking the Lizzo shit. It's the same person. Typing out all the shit. Guess I'll just keep telling the whole industry to do better until ableist slurs disappear from music. Another commenter tweeted. I just, I'm sorry. The words ableist slur yeah. make it, make the whole story dismissive in its own. It's like the second, the, it's, the slur is described as ableist, 
Move on. There's a more important story that you could be reading and learning about or discussing. Here's another tweet. <laughs> Screw you, at Beyonce. <laughs> you should be a role model, not making money Screw from the your lazy big round use titties <laughs> of TFU, Beyonce. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> of derogatory language. Shame, dude. Jay-Z. Shame, shame on you. Jay Z gets to stick his wiener. I've thought about multiple in times in between those voluptuous round boobies in my adult life. I've just thought about how like big of a come up for even jay-z like hip-hop royalty it's like dude jay-z got beyonce like beyonce i still think i think he's bigger than she is well you're wrong first of all but it's like here's the thing jay-z's kind of ugly he's got a goofy face yeah but he's a billionaire right but like beyonce is like the apex of beauty and it's like she it's not settling because jay-z's a fucking legend i would disagree and he's got a lot of money and success and talent you disagree that she's a beautiful woman? I disagree that she's the apex of beauty. Yeah, I mean, she's up but there. But she absolutely is a beautiful she's woman. She's up there. And I would love you know who's to not suck the on apex those of beauty or even like the middle tits. You know who's not even middling as beautiful? <laughs> Jay-Z. Jay-Z is fugly <laughs> as fugly gets. Um, but yeah, anyways. Uh, let's see if we can hear, um, you know, you got to hear the context of the use of the line. Um, <laughs> It's annoying, this album. It's so annoying. It's like, are those words? She can do anything and people will be like, she's the best. She's brilliant. Pop genius. First of all, she doesn't write this shit in the first place. And then when what it is, is just a bunch of gibberish. This It's a very ADD album. Every line has nothing to do with the line before it. No, wait, you don't think yada, 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 blah, blah, blah has anything to do with spazzing on the ass? Come Which, on. you know, I am I should talk. I've written like three verses that have any meaning. You think Drake wrote that? Yada, wrote yada, yada, bum, bum, caca. No, that's the Canadian influence. You can hear it in his voice. Yada, yada, yeah, yeah. yeah yada, 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 bum, yeah, yeah. bum, caca. <laughs> She's going to get a Grammy for this. Bom, bom, she is going to get a Grammy for Grammy, this. Grammy, singular, idiot. <laughs> no. So many. <laughs> what a dumb bastard I am. Is she going to say spaz yet? I keep rewinding it. Yeah, stop. I like that part. You can't even hear the word. It's so buried in distortion. It sounds like cousin on that ass. <laughs> no, it's spazzing. And nothing gets by the ableist. I mean, sorry, I must the, have cousin ass the, on my the, mind. The cerebral palsy community. Um, Play it one more time. You can't even hear that shit. Yada 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 yada. Dang, she ripped off KRS One, as far as I'm concerned. I hear the word cousin. Are you not hearing cousin on that ass? I'm hearing cuh. You hear cousin? I hear cuh. Cousin on that ass. Cousin on that ass. Cousin on that ass. All right, so here's the lyrics. Cool it down, 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 my pretty. Cool it down, 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 my pretty. Bad, bad, but make a bad, 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 glitchy. What? Bad, bad, but make the bad, bad, glitchy. Bad, bad, but make a bad, bad, glitchy. Fine, fine, fa, fa, fine, fa, fa, fine, fine. Fine, fine, fa, fa, fine, fa, fa, fine, fine. Fine, fa, fine, fine, fine. Liberated, living like we ain't got time. That was English. Liberated, living like we ain't got time. Yada, 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 yada. Yada, 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 yada. Yada, yada, bomb, bomb, caca. Yada, yada, bomb, bomb, caca. She said caca. 
Spazzing on that ass. Spaz on that ass. Spazzing on that ass. Spazzing on that ass. And we did it. Beyonce, new album. Where's the, where's Ableist the applause? Slur. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. This has been the TPS Reports <laughs> podcast. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, you know there's going to be a third one now. The next, someone else is going to release a song, and they're going to just say, yeah, I'm, I've been spazzing, and it's going to be the same story. I'm going to change know, my rap name to Spaz. Next, our Don't album spaz. called Spaz. Yeah, Term will always lean into, you know, whatever's angering and people. nobody will care because I'm... Nobody. Oh man. So what else? Where did we last leave you fine folks? Oh, uh, the shittiest hotel experience in Atlanta. Well, no. That sucked. We were recording at a pretty nice hotel. Right. Hotel number two. Yeah, I thought we were (laughs) singing Dancing Queen so loud we might have had to go to hotel number three. One flaw at our new hotel. I got a coffee. And then I went downstairs to get ice. You have to go down to the lobby to get ice. Okay, they two flaws. <laughs> two flaws. Stairs. <laughs> uh, and then I'm down there getting the ice. And the guy who filled my coffee, it's like a, there's like a bar. You have to pay for the coffee. And I'm like, I drank half of it. But I'm like, hey, you think I can get a few more, uh, think I can get a fill up? And he goes. Uh, he said, hey, buddy, can you give me a few pumps? Wink. It was one of those coffee things with the pumps. <laughs> <laughs> I did say a few pumps. <laughs> no, you had it. You had it. He loves the cock. <laughs> Wonderful. And he and he goes. He looks me in the face and he goes, "No." Yeah. He goes, "Nope." And then like immediately says yes and takes my. And cup the time between the no and the yeah, you it's were like, like the preparing. Yeah. <laughs> it was the short time that they snipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? I just don't get the joke. I don't like that joke. I don't like that kind of humor. That guy's got to have fun at work. He's got to pump coffee How is that fun? How is it fun to say no? You ever and lied to somebody? It's one fun. second later, <laughs> say yes. You ever told a lie and you they believed you don't it? Even, like, you don't even let it sink in that you said no. <laughs> um, you know what you might sink in? A canoe. <laughs> Good. Uh, Good segue. <laughs> Back to Atlanta, No, the, the hotel was great. Um, I I'm we retarded for even mentioning the coffee. Yes, you are. And then... A fan who came to the show named Ian was yeah. like, he gave me his, he wrote his phone number on my arm. This is what's hilarious to me. There was like one, it's all smudgy. It's like a, it's like a, like a, a movie scene of like the girl wrote it and but I'm sweated <laughs> her number off and I got to try every number in the. Uma, Jerry. Uma, Uma. And uh, so Ian wrote his number on my arm and then the next, he was said, I work at a very fancy restaurant and I would love to treat you guys to a meal. Yeah. And I, I love that shit. So I wasn't privy I to any of this conversation. Shit. Term told me later, and I was like, well, yes. Our flight, we mentioned, was very late the next day. So yes. like, we'll have time for dinner. For once. Usually, these offers get thrown out, and we have to leave town 9 a.m. the next morning. Right. Or, you know, for whatever reason. Or someone's like, I want you to come to the nice restaurant I work at, and I want to give you a lobster. And then we get there, and the restaurant's closed, and he wants to give us a live lobster. Like with rubber bands <laughs> on the claw. That, that's a real story. We're in a rental car. That's no more job story. You know what? I left my five... For, uh, <laughs> Sick as Frick tour? Uh, no, it's the, uh, the Stevie tour. Stevie tour. So many All tours. my demons. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. So 
so yeah, we finally had the opportunity to take someone up on their fucking great offer of a nice meal. But there's one rogue digit where it's like, is that a one, a two, or a seven? Like it had the little thing on the top, you know, yeah. that all of those numbers sort of have a hook on top. Turns out it was a seven. And, he, and I went for the one and two. The one and two numbers. I was texting three different numbers. Like this guy's fucking. Finally got a hold of Ian. Strick's not getting back to me. Uh, so we Ubered over to Canoe. Canoe. A fancy restaurant. Let that sink in. Which also was in uh, some area of Atlanta that has a name that I'm not going to look up or fancy. remember. Fancy. We're passing fucking like mil- multi million dollar mansions on the way yeah. there, gated communities. Uh, and we it finally was a get whole to different this restaurant. Atlanta. Yeah, we don't belong at this restaurant. Mm-mm. Um, this is like a place you go to take your wife on a wedding anniversary, and not like two sweaty losers who have been, like are wearing their last outfit. <laughs> you know, stinky clothes, uh, like girl shorts from Ross that you can see my cock through. Yeah, pink baseball caps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is like a place that a seventy-year-old man takes a nineteen-year-old hooker. We know for from a four hundred-dollar meal. Yeah, we saw that couple. God, she was hot. He wasn't. That was like the Jay-Z Beyonce of the Atlanta dining experience. That you won't break her soul! <laughs> he will break her butthole, though. He will break his own back trying to break her back. <laughs> break his cock off in her. <coughs> anyway. Yeah. Wild. I wrote down the... Uh, Prostitution is wild. I wrote down the meal. I wrote down everything we had. Run it. I was going to post it on social medias, and you made me feel like a big giant homo for doing it. Well, you already made so many <laughs> posts about it, and then he, after making the posts, like the video showing us clink, it was all terms and systems, like, clink your glass with me for It's like, sure, let's document this a little bit. And then he spends like the, the whole dessert portion typing out the menu. It's like, first of all, the menu's online. You can just take a screen grab and yeah. share that and be like, we ate all this shit. Yeah. But just typing. Oh, so, yeah. Let's make sure that you didn't waste your time. <laughs> Type out. Uh, read the typed out right, menu. To begin, the appetizers. First, we both started off with, you had a Manhattan. Yes. And I had a Scotch on the Rocks. Yes. I we was so told, tired, I didn't even want to drink, but this guy was insistent that everything was free, and please the order Manhattan the nice shit. was $18. And they, they serve it with Whistle Pig whiskey. And he said, Whistle Pig even commended the restaurant for making a Manhattan the right way. Right. All right. So we're, we're starting off with some fucking quality So here's drinks a, When I make food. Manhattans at home, they're not as good as that. And a lot of times I put ice in them like it's a whiskey yeah, on the rocks. Does Whistle Pig hit you up personally? Because I like when whiskey, you know, gets the little, the, the ice starts melting and gets a little yes, easier to throw it back. But a Manhattan doesn't have ice. No. That's something I didn't even like really put together when I it's supposed to be like in a martini them. glass. Right. Anyway, uh, so the appetizers. We're going to start out with some compressed watermelon salad with mozzarella and peaches. Spiced peaches, marinated mozzarella. All right, I'm going like uh, least to best. Uh, Then we had, you know what? I'm going to go with the peppercorn crusted kangaroo next. We had kangaroo, dog. We ate kangaroo. Check. (laughs) We ate kangaroo, son. Yeah, that was the main reason we went there. We saw kangaroo on the menu, and we're just like, "I'm not. I'm not eating a kangaroo, kangaroo today, <laughs> right? I, I already fuck. missed the five hundred dollar voucher. I'm eating some fucking kangaroo. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, remember how mad we were? Like, we needed to get something out of this dumb trip. We got it. Yeah, this dinner. This was meal it. was like a five hundred dollar voucher. It was crazy. Um, the kangaroo was like, it was like a steak. It, it was, was like, like a, a pepper crusted steak. Oh my god, it was delicious. It was very good. It was fucking fantastic. Somebody else even kind of warned us that they'd had kangaroo. and he they were like dead it's kinda, wrong. Well, maybe they didn't have it there or wasn't prepared the same, but he was like, it's a little gamey. It's like, it's good, but it's like a tougher meat. This was like yeah. succulent and not tough at all. Sorry to hear that, bro. Sorry to hear you had <laughs> fucking back alley kangaroo You got somewhere. bunk-roo. <laughs> uh, and then 
some, which he said, this is like a house specialty. They've been serving it for 20 years. This might have been the highlight over for Over a canoe. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I, I was expecting the kangaroo to be better than this, but the house uh, smoked salmon on potato cakes with goat cheese. Amazing. Woo! Dude, the potato cakes, it's like, and, and this makes it sound like white trashy. Like, I'm not trying, it, it tasted almost like, like, Lay's potato chips and hash brown, like mashed up, crunchy, kind of like the salty base. They were like, but it wasn't just chips mashed up, but it had this like great thin salty quality. So oh good. my god! They were like cakes made out of shoestring fried potatoes. So yeah, if you ever had like a lox bagel with lox, you know, it's like think the bagel is these potato cakes. The cream cheese smears, the goat cheese, right. and then yeah, just like phenomenal smoked salmon on top. You're combining the lox and bagel with the latkes. Yeah. Oh my god, it was fucking good. I just wanted to order like two more of those for the entree. We could honestly. like that's the thing is it, he's being so generous, Ian. You know, it's like yeah. at a certain point, I'm scared I'm going to fill up, and he's going to. That's kind of what happened. But that's anyways, keep going. So now the entrees come. Uh, we agreed to split two entrees, starting with the Gulf Red Snapper with shrimp pot stickers and a jalapeno broth. I know the jalapeno broth worried you in your tush hole. Well, I mentioned that, like, I, I asked, like, is it spicy, spicy? And he's like, and it was very not spicy. Am I going to be like... <laughs> uh, but no, it was great. I was just like, I was already, like, uh, made some very... T- I, I mentioned, I was getting uh, too many things with, like, Bang Bang and Shalua sauce on it that weekend. I was like, it's not Never too learned. hot, right? doesn't matter how much my asshole bleeds. I'm always getting the bang bang and the chalua and that's the, whatever, that's the, the tepatillo. The problem is that I like spice on stuff, but after Me a certain too. amount, I'd be like, I can't do that right now. But no, it wasn't spicy. It was pretty terrific. It was great. Uh, yeah. Um, and the other entree. And then the braised rabbit, which was great. It was a little yeah. tough. Not even tough is the right word. If you're going, maybe. if you want to compare Dry-ish. it to kangaroo, kangaroo all day. The rabbit was more dry. Yes. Not even tough. Tough's the wrong word. Why'd I say tough? Punch me in the face, please, for Come saying here. tough. Come <laughs> um, and the braised rabbit came with, oh my God, it was so good. What did it come with? A brie oh, yeah. ravioli. That's right. And you know term. He's like, I like I'm ravioli. i son of a bitch. Yeah, brie is like his, his top of the pyramid of cheeses, you know? Yeah, we've been over this. I can sit and crush a wheel of brie. I don't find it particularly spectacular. In, in a sitting. But you give good. me a, a sixer of LaCroix and a wheel of brie. He's and, like and Will Ferrell's dog in Anchorman. And a 12-year-old wheel. <laughs> UFC card. I'm fucking, I'm a happy guy. <laughs> it's just impressive. <laughs> I'm a happy guy. Okay, then we're stuffed to the gills. We tell the man, no dessert. We don't need dessert. You're just going to waste. In fact, I was like getting, not only was I just tired, I, like I, could, I don't even think I finished the Manhattan I'm getting the because I'm like, I'm about to fall asleep. You know, I'm like just wiped out from yesterday. Yeah. And we didn't get to sleep the, the day we got there. Um, but yeah, and then he says like, uh, he's like, I just want real quick, like a couple bites. And I was like, well, he's going to bring a dish. We'll, we'll each take a couple bites off this one like dish. He was going to bring one dessert for the two of us to split. Yeah, just like. One dessert, two spoons. It was four dessert. My brain's dessuted. Well, it was three, but he brought us each the popcorn ice cream sundae with peanut butter cracker jacks. Yeah. Oh my god, that was good. That's something that you can, I feel like, recreate at home. Like this, the ice cream wasn't just scoops of vanilla briars. It was like this very smooth, uh, soft serve type. Uh, With like a butterscotchy. But think about that flavoring. Like, I don't know. I don't think I've ever had ice cream and popcorn together. But yeah, fucking With Cracker Jack popcorn, ca- caramel corn, peanut butter caramel corn in the sundae. That was like 
uh, you know, sometimes delectable. When we went to St. Louis, or we, I'm sorry, when we went to Tulsa and Arkansas, we drove through St. Louis and we went to this place for like milkshakes or ice cream. We talked about this, right? Right, but like I ate so much. And then when, when we're on the when we're on the drive, it makes my belly like I shouldn't have just chugged a fucking milkshake because now like flying at eight ninety miles an hour makes me like the fuck. This place I, called who gives a shit? Drew something, but I can't have too much. Like it makes me. Kind of concerned about Ted a forty-minute ride to the airport. I'm just talking over. It. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no one cares. Right. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. No. It was. It was whack. I was like, I'm gonna puke in the fucking cab. Like, there's so much food here, but that popcorn ice cream. I like couldn't just have a bite. It was fucking amazing. I want to take it with me. And then there was what was the other panna so cotta? He, he brings us the cake. Panna cotta cake with raspberry ice cream. That was the next and best. It, and it was like a strawberry panna cotta. It was extremely good. Like it, it angers me that we left any of that, any of this shit at all. All the food, food we ate it. We cleaned these plates and we got full up. The Licked dessert it. though, I'm just like, we. Were, it's like I'm not a bougie person. I hate being wasteful, especially when I'm like so strapped for money. You know, it's just like I, I can't just like take a bite and be like, mm, I'm full. You know, it's like I want to eat and it's amazing food. The desserts it's also were like, good. I'm picturing the dude in the back in the kitchen. Uh, right, he's got to see it come back with one fork uh, right, mark in he it. He spent like nine minutes preparing <laughs> this one little bowl of panna cotta ice cream and uh, to see that it, it, we took two bites of it and then they threw it out. So what was the last thing? It was like a pistachio That pie? panna cotta, though, was like velvet yeah. in my mouth. God damn, that was good. And then lastly, yes, a pistachio pie with blackberries. And that also had like a blackberry ice cream. It was like three different ice creams. It was amazing. So Ian really uh, pulled our leg on that hole. Just to, and I would bring out a little bite for you. The pistachio pie was good, but it didn't compare. I thought to the other desserts. I'll tell you right now, it would have been better if we hadn't been so pampered like kings, packed to the gills of anything. It's, it's like true. it's more food than you order if you go to this, re- especially if the stuff on the menu is expensive. Like you, well, maybe you go with your girl and you get an appetizer and then you each get a meal. Right. And you each get a drink, and then it's like, this shit's already at like $145. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and so we're like, <laughs> three apps, two drinks, two dinners, four desserts. Oh, yes. And he brought uh, with d- the desserts yeah. some dessert wine from France. Yeah. And then broke down to us exactly how they make it, and they wait till the grapes are kind of like raisins. They're all wrinkled up, and then they squeeze it, and it's extra sweet. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, I've never been a server, and like, two, you know, I, I'm impressed when, because uh, I, I mentioned to Ian when we got there, I was like, dude, we're reading this menu on the way over here. This food looks amazing. He's like, yeah, imagine trying to like, you know, memorizing every fact about it, too. Right. And I was like, yeah, because he did. He had a factoid and like detail about the country of origin and the process of every the fucking thing he brought. Is Australian. He's an amazing he waiter. He flies <laughs> this kangaroo in, uh, you know, he has a connect. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the one thing that prevented me from ever becoming a waiter. There's a few things. One of them was seeing how miserable everyone who worked at the restaurant was, all the waiters especially. You would see them like turn that corner back to the kitchen and see their giant fake smile turn into their reality of like, God, I hate my life. Yeah. And I just never wanted to have to memorize the entire mem- uh, menu and have to do the whole like, how we doing, gang? My name's Seth and yada, yada, yada. We could easily memorize menus like rap verses, but right. that's the hard part is fake I can't happy. Do it. I, faking happy is not I didn't that have to easy. talk when I worked at restaurants. I just bring yeah. the food to the table and Dude, sit I just it went down. to lunch with my mom and a couple days ago. And everyone. I swear I saw like our waitress. I, I just noticed she did that and she was like, she made some little quip that got the table to laugh and she turned around and it was like, smile, down. It was just kind of like, she Connect. turns it on and she's like, oh, got to go back and do the next yeah. Shab, you know. Um, but yeah, shout out Ian. That was like... Uh, Ian rules. We don't get treatment like that. And we, we said the 
the venue, the Park Tavern, and Brittany, they took care of us. Brittany like, rules. Everybody associated with like who was at the the event that was fans of ours and wanted to make Holiday it comfortable Inn, for Atlanta us. Atlanta Airport drools. Holy cow, though. Um, that's like that's the meal to beat all year. It's like every year you could find like your best night yeah. out didn't that was the best meal we had all year like we got half a year to go still and there's no way anything's competing with that it's probably like uh the ritziest establishment i've dined at it's up there for sure um but yeah so yeah day two sort of made up for how miserable day one was before our flight home and then yeah it's like we could have stayed and probably finished those drinks because then of course we get to the airport to find out our flight's delayed 45 minutes or something and uh hell yeah uh, we probably should have stayed and ate that cake but yeah Probably should have stayed and ate that 19-year-old's butt. <laughs> so, yeah, there was an old man on a date with a clearly an escort, and it was just the – it's the, so obvious. And then you're, you're, you don't want to be too ju- – so it's like maybe it's his daughter. It's like he wouldn't let his daughter fucking First of all, leave the house in that outfit. That can't be his daughter, if anything, granddaughter. Because they were making out. <laughs> and, and a granddaughter doesn't go to dinner with her grandpa dressed like that. Right. Like holding hands, more or less. And I watched them kiss. I was kind of jealous of this old man, though, but whatever. I'm 100% jealous I was judging him. Like, I thought he was a scumbag, but he's the coolest guy ever, and I want to be him, so. Yeah, I don't mind if my (laughs) cock is really old, if it's going to go in her. Um, That's cool. then, yeah, we watched half of this movie, Moonfall, with Halle Berry on the flight back, and then we get to the, you know, it's, what, 1230 uh, a.m., and we each need to get our cab home. What's wild about Uber and Lyft and all that is they, you know, they can kind of just dictate the prices like, oh, it's inconvenient because there's a baseball game, so we're surge pricing. Like an old yellow cab, they don't do that shit. And a lot of times when I get home at an airport, I just go, there's a line of yellow cabs waiting for people to get in them. Old school. Meanwhile, across the way, there's like a line of 30 people waiting for their Uber. And it's like, I'll just get in a car here. Chumps. And probably not spend any extra money. Maybe it'll be a little cheaper. OS for life. So yeah, we look up. The Uber price at the time was like eighty bucks. I'm like, yeesh. It was a hundred dollars for you. And then, then, then Lyft. Was, my ride was, was my ride was fifteen minutes. Yeah, and it was projecting like sixty dollars. Yeah, mine's like twenty five. Eat my ass. 30. I'll walk. So an airport ride for me is usually between forty and fifty dollars. Like plus. Yeah, you live far. I, I live farther. Uh, it's probably twice as long to get to my house in terms. But anyways. And I wasn't even going home. I Dude, parked very close. Lyft is projecting to the airport. They're both. They're both basically like it's a hundred dollars. And we're like, dude, this is a forty dollar ride. This is ridiculous. So we go stand in where normally there's a bunch of fucking cabs lined up, but yeah, there's nobody there. And there's a, we're like on. sixth and seventh in line, maybe in the cab line. And we're waiting for 20 minutes and one guy got one. And we're like, are we really gonna have to spend over a hundred dollars? Like we don't live at the same house. So it's like, I got to go this way and you got to go that way. I go that way. You go this way. <laughs> you go that way. I go this way. But like, that's a lot of money. So anyways, we wait. We're just like, I, I don't care, man. I'm going to wait. I don't care if it takes another hour. Like I said, I'm waiting for the yellow cab because I won't justify spending a hundred dollars. It will only be like 42 bucks if I wait for a normal yeah, cab. Yeah, no, that's going to be like I paid for my dinner. Fuck so that. I remember at one point I said, 10 more minutes, and then I'm going to check the lift price again. And about 10 minutes later, a few cabs came, and we were each in our cab, high five, fun trip, sort of, and uh, we were on our way. I was texting Term five minutes later about like how I was, once again, fearing for my life, <laughs> like that guy at the hotel. <laughs> Dude, we weren't even like pulled all the way out of the like uh, pickup area at the airport, and my guy goes like, oh, hold on, man. I need some water. And he's like, you know, and I, I first, because I, I had a water, and I'm just like, oh, shit, does he have water back here? He pulls over on the highway. He just pulls over right to the side on the fucking highway, gets out, goes in his truck. We trunk, are on the side of the freaking highway. And he goes in and gets a bottle of water out the trunk. in the head of something? Splashes it all over his hands and face and starts like, you know, like he's washing his face in the morning, you know, like. 
Like he's about no, it's to like shave. Don Draper, like yeah. waking himself up after six whiskeys. That's what you want after like a really like you know somewhat miserable Your trip of stress. Got out of the car to splash water on his face. Yeah. So I texted on the highway yep. at one in the morning, and then I texted to him like, "My guy just got this is five minutes after I left." Like, I legitimately feared for your safety. Yeah. I'm like, my dude got out to splash water in his face and start shadow boxing to wake himself up on the fucking highway. Is my last text to my friend going to be LOL, no way? Yeah. And then so he starts like cranking up the music. Shadow boxing. Um, what's that song? Is uh, The Cure. It's like, Sunday, I'm in love. That song. Yeah. Like that was on. Friday, I'm in love. Friday, whatever fucking day it was. This guy loved the love song. But, you know, he's doing that thing you do. We've done do, that on the road. Do, 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 you turn do, all the you turn all the windows down. You know, you roll them down because you need the wind to hit your wet face to keep you awake. will make you sleepy. He's telling me. He told me six different ways from Sunday, Friday, six. Uh, <laughs> he said, like, I'm, I'm so tired. I've been driving all day. <laughs> yeah. He, oh, I like this song, man. He cranks it. <laughs> It's a good um, song. But like I'm like I'm not loving this whole experience. I'm like this, dude, this dude's going to like swerve up three times on the drive home. You know how like sometimes you want to switch lanes on the highway and like you're already veering into the lane before you totally look over your shoulder. Right. And then you're like, "Whoa, there's a car there." He did that three times. He tried to switch lanes no look and every time there was a car there he almost hit. <laughs> but yeah, he got out and it's like there wasn't so much of a shadow box. There was a couple punches, but he did that thing. It's almost like the fighter shaking out, you know what I mean? He's like every limb, he's he's it's rolling like his just, arms, he's throwing his arms out in front of him. He's you're splashing in the water, rain, but you're about to start a fight. Yeah, he's warming know? up his Getting muscles. Little, do the little uh, Vandalay Silva wrist dude, thing. I was petrified going home. Like it was like <laughs> in the end, I was like, "Fuck it, dude!" It saved me sixty dollars. <laughs> I almost died. Oh yeah, but it did save me sixty dollars of calling maybe a safer car. That's but, where uh, we are financially. Yeah. We're gunning for free meals and risking our lives <laughs> and to still, save sixty bucks. We save two hundred dollars on a meal, and we're like, I can't afford a fucking cab ride. Not right happening. Now. No. Um, anyways, we should probably move this podcast along because it's getting late here. Somebody died. Now we're pouring one up in their memory. But my real name is Mr. Last week, just as we wrapped recording, it was announced. Yeah, we found out like right when we that we lost another mob movie legend. Fuck, Paul Sorvino, Paulie of Goodfellas fame. Also, I most notably knew him from Money Talks with Chris Tucker and Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Vic Damone. <laughs> I love a coat. Oh, that I. <laughs> I gotta love Vic Damone. You know what's wild? I just pulled his IMDb up, and I, I would have never remembered this. The Rocketeer. He's I in the Rocketeer. I saw The Rocketeer once when I was a kid. I've seen The Rocketeer 100 times. When I, uh, when I was in, like, I don't know, second grade or something, I might have said this before, but... You know, back in the 90s, in the late, you'd, you'd record on a VHS when something would be, and you'd record a movie off TV. I still have My a grandma few. had two movies. There might have been a third that I don't remember, but it was The Rocketeer and The Princess Bride, and Beautiful. I wore them out. Yes. Those were like my two first favorite movies, because they were the first two movies I like knew. And Is I that a 90s remember. kid thing? 
Everyone had a couple, like two recorded VHSs that they would always watch at their grandparents' house. Yeah, mine was the Rocketeer. One of them was the Rocketeer. And Pee-wee's I... Big Adventure and Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> Those are so much better than mine. We would, well, every year we would, uh, we would do Christmas Eve at my grandparents' house, and every year on Christmas Eve, my brothers and my cousins and I would watch Ernest Saves Christmas on VHS. Yeah. But it wasn't like a purchased VHS. We recorded it. On like WGN afternoon movie or whatever. Right. I I was never familiar with the Rocketeer though. You know what I saw though? Go up. Go never on. knew he was in. Dick Tracy. It was one of those pictures up top, the thumbnails. Oh. Repo the opera. You know what that is? Uh at the opera tonight. At the opera <laughs> tonight. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we were listening to MGK's like shitty new pop, uh, punk oh music, my God. and he did that, and I couldn't, tonight. I couldn't think of what it was, but he went like Dude. something, something tonight. tonight. Like he's just the first guy who thought of doing that. Yeah, I remember you were like, "Isn't it?" Like, like we used to mock that <laughs> incessant. Like, like what was it? Speaking of mocking, That's the opera. You should have heard me and Term at Atlanta Airport <laughs> flying home because we were doing Dancing Queen still, but we were doing. Oh, dude! That's when the bullet jumped. I called Meg. <laughs> she was dead silent. We were just doing Life in Pink quotes <laughs> in Dancing Queen the whole way through security. That's when the bullet jumped. <laughs> Meg was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, anyways, what else is uh? Old Pauly Sorvino in. Tonight. <laughs> There's like a song that's in a bunch of commercials where they're like, hey, hey, tonight. tonight. Yeah, that's MGK. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Singing the word tonight will never not it's be funny to so us for some reason. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, anyway, Paul Sorvino. Yeah. Um, it's Yeah, they're dropping like flies. I told you I saw some headline. Um, it was like, why are all the classic mobsters like suddenly dying? Why are all your favorite actors from the <laughs> 80s dying? It was now? like it's a whole like, article. Well, that's how time works. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's because they're old. Booster. <laughs> <coughs> Booster. You know what, Paul Servino? Yeah. Yeah. He may have just tweeted about how he got his fourth shot. Um, but yeah, they're old guys, too. It's not like... How old was he? 70 what? Doesn't say it right there. No, I'm on his MD- IMDb. Uh, oh. Paulie. Yeah, dude. So he was born in 1939. And because I can do math very easily, that is 83? 83. 83, right? 82, 83? Confirm this, damn it. He's 82 Paul or died at the age of 83. I am the smartest man alive! Um, so I know a term wants to do here. We got to keep these light because I don't know how many we're going to take really, but a lot of people died. Oh yeah. It was like, I mean, this is probably the most significant to term. I know that much. Uh, yeah. 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 I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm going to make dinner tonight and I'm going to slice the garlic so thin. <laughs> it just melts in the pan. Look me in the face and you treat me like a jerk. <laughs> we hardly knew ye. Hardly knew ye, Paulie. Uh, I don't even, here, let's, uh. Should we keep it in Hollywood? I guess they're all Hollywood. It's celebrity obits. That's what we do. Um, all but one of mine are Hollywood. Yeah, some are like not quite Hollywood, but they're dead rappers. So count it. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I didn't even bother to search this week. I have two. We'll start dead there. Rapper. 
Um, here's one of them. Rapper Rolly Bands. Rolly Bands! Killed after, of course, taunting enemies on Instagram. Didn't we just talk about how everybody has a song that's like, pull up? It's Man. like, pull up already is his new single, and then... That sounds like a struggle. Um, here's Struggle by Rolly Bands. Tampa, Florida rapper, fatally shot over the weekend after posting a message on IG telling his enemies he was on his way home if they, quote, want smoke. Yeah, it sounds like a bad idea. He said, a lot of these dudes know where I live at, for real. Uh, I sleep in peace. If a dude wants smoke, I'm at my crib in five minutes. A short time later, an adult male was gunned down in the parking lot of an apartment complex. Black guys appropriating white guy slang. What do you say? Dudes. Dude. <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. Oh, man. The, uh, the victim was transported <laughs> to a local hospital where, despite receiving life-saving measures, he later died. At this time, the shooting does not appear random as the suspects and victim are possibly known to each other. Well, it's like, yeah. This is this happens in, like, I don't know, rap beef community. They, they like, pin their location, you know? Or they just invite you. It's like vampires. You don't invite them in. You don't give them your address. I'm trying to, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, what's the motivation here? Do you think he was trying to, like, uh... Like trap him? No, he probably. But then he got trapped in his own trap. He, he was flexing like he was ready for a fight, you know. So pull up if you want this smoke. And then he got smoked. Unfortunately, he was not ready. Another rapper died. Um, Jay the Youngin, all one word. Ambushed by five gunmen. Dad details fatal shooting. Jeez. Uh, this is Jay the Youngin. Um, With a very ill-fitting cap because it's like. His what? locks are so big, the hat, like, what's like, why even wear a hat? <laughs> what are those monster things from the <laughs> Super Mario Bros. music or the movie? Go- the Goombas? He looks like a Goomba. He's got, he's Goomba, got Goomba face. Uh, popular Louisiana rapper, Wait, I'm Jay sorry, Youngin. What's, what's his name? The first guy was Rolly Bands. The second guy is J-A-Y-D-A Youngin. One word. There we go. J Da Youngin. Yo, this guy's got like 1.5 million monthlies. Right. This guy actually had a following I saw. Um, this guy's huger than we'll ever be. You know what his newest single is called, too? Of course. Heaven Gates. Uh, that's wild. It's like their newest single is always something that's like, I want the smoke or like, I'm in heaven already. <laughs> uh, no, you're wrong. You know, this is his newest video. Anyway. You're, you're or, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. He, he, you know, his newest single, it's called All These Bodies. Oh. <laughs> right. My bad. Um, the slain rapper's dad, Kenyatta Scott, tells TMZ he and Jada Youngin were sitting. Yeah, because his dad got shot too. Yikes. They pulled up on him, and they shot him and his dad. I think his dad caught two or three bullets, and then they shot Jay DeYoung in eight times. What does dad do? Um, Had him, I guess. Yeah, you made this guy we don't like. <laughs> Scott says he and his son tried running inside the house, but two more people with guns approached from the side of the property, and then the shots rang out. His father says he was armed, too, and shot back to defend himself and his son. Good old-fashioned... Uh Street shootout. Scott was shot twice in the arm, the dead, while J.D. Youngin was struck at least eight times. Um, he lost a lot of blood in the shooting and underwent surgery, died right. in the hospital. Sounds like they were aiming for the other guy. His arm this is a, the way. Watch this. Look at this. The rapper's dad believes his son's murder was the result of jealousy, that he made it out of Bogalusa, and he thinks whoever was behind the shooting was envious of J.D. Youngin's success. Maybe it's pictures like this. It's like right. the flexing. He's standing in front of a Maserati with all of the you like. Can, you can make it out of the community open. and you can find success. He's holding 40 grand. You don't have to stand at a gas station and hold thousands of dollars in front of your brand Dude, new. Dude, his enemies could see the gas station sign behind him and be like, I know, I get gas there. <laughs> I know where 50 grand is right now. 
You know? Stealing all of that. Yeah, that's probably the the right assumption. Yeah, I bet Envy was involved. Right. He did have a, a following. Um, I had never heard of him, but his numbers are way better yeah. than ours. What else is new? <laughs> more streams and more money and mozzies than we got. Oh, it's been playing this whole time. I just turned the volume down. Oh, idiot. Is oh, this Heaven Gate? You know, or is this the bodies hit all the these floor? Bodies. All these bodies hit the floor. All these bodies shit bodies the floor. Bodies hit the floor. Oh, he's a feature. It looks mutual. But I don't know who's who. All right. Who's who? One of you start rapping, and it better be the dead guy. All these bodies, they gon' cost. All these bodies, they gon' cost. Had my young in your bushes. He was laying, he was soft. Yeah, we caught that nigga walking. Yeah, we do this shit here off. Yeah, go on, get your coffee. Then a better piss of smoking. Cause first we get to drop, then we on you like a mayday. All the ops in the city, yeah, we make them niggas vacate. Every rapper like it. to be shot and I killed. I like everything lately. <laughs> their last song mentions the ops. Yeah. If not, brags about Note the people they've self, killed. Don't mention ops in Keep, my next single. <laughs> yeah, just just ignore it. Oh man! So yeah, there was those were the two rappers I saw this week. Yikes! Um, and yeah, I don't know about the first dude's following. Not that that really matters, but this dude was uh, you know, he had some cred in the game. He's got a TMZ write up and all that. Moving on. Yeah, who you got? Do you recognize this music? Because I don't, because I'm not a nerd. Is it The Little Mermaid? Is it... Is it... On, Bill Russell's walkout <laughs> song? <laughs> what, what is it? <laughs> this would be the opening theme to Star Trek. Star Trek. Because today, or it might have been yesterday, we lost Nichelle Nichols, oh. better known as Lieutenant Uhura. I, it, was it just Star Trek, or did she do other roles? She's an original cast member of Star Trek. I don't know Star Trek stuff. Neither do I. Like I said, not a nerd. You know what? She's getting a shot. <laughs> Give me the glass. <laughs> um, she and Spock, I want to say, shared the first interracial kiss on television. That was William Shatner. In television history. William, was it William Shatner, Shatner kissed the... Yep. Here's, here's the, the thing. percent I'm going to reiterate, yeah. not a nerd. This guy thinks it's Spock. Not a nerd. <laughs> Spock's racist. I looked up Lieutenant... Uhura, and it said that she, her like spouse was Spock. So I figured. Hmm. Lieutenant. No, I always thought Shatner got credit for like. You know what? You're probably right. Yeah. Because he's fucking boss dog. I think they mention it. It's part boss of like the dog. Uh, <laughs> William, wait. Yeah. Lieutenant yeah. Uhura. Oh, who yes. All right, turn this fucking Star Trek music off. Yeah, how was I supposed to know what that was? I don't know. It was totally William Shatner. <laughs> in in the episode Plato's Stepchildren, season three, episode 10, 1968, November 22nd. What is that? Five years after the assassination of John F. Kennedy? Do you say so? To the day, November 22nd. All right. Well, we also have another icon, of, uh, another woman of color who's legendary in uh, cinema. Was she, though? I thought she was like a stage actress. Whatever. I don't know this lady. Mary Alice. Mary Alice. She won a Tony for her role in Fences. Yeah, she was Dies uh, at 85. Viola Davis's role in Fences. She played it in the Was she only one. theater? I thought she was cast in television, too. Maybe You've I didn't. Never oh, dude, she was in fucking The Matrix. Yeah, she's in cinema. The new one. Yeah, the best one. 
Mary Alice. It said she played the Oracle, but I don't think she played the Oracle in the 1998 Matrix. Uh, Emmy and Tony winning. So what do you win an Emmy for if you're not on TV? Or was uh, it 99? Winning actress who brought a delicate grace and quiet dignity to her roles in Hollywood blockbusters, The Matrix Revolutions, television sitcoms, A Different World, and Broadway plays. Fences. Died on Wednesday in her home in Manhattan. She was 85. Um, former Chicago school teacher Miss Alice appeared in nearly 60 television shows and films. Count it. I was right. You're wrong. <laughs> Hell yeah! But did you watch any of them? No. <laughs> well, let me... let Here. Where's her IMDb? I guarantee I've seen something she's been in. She was in... Let's go. Television stuff. Oz. Never saw it. I probably saw it, but I don't remember. The it. Wizard of? <laughs> Uh, oh, dude, she was on Good Times and Saffron and Son. Let's go. She was in the Malcolm X film by Spike Lee. Great film. Don't yeah. recall her performance. I wouldn't remember who she. She played. was a school teacher. Probably a minimal role. Yeah, well, I watched Viola Davis do her role in Fences, and it was good. She did the Booger Waterfall. So yeah, she won an Oscar for that, didn't she? Yeah, she did. To Viola Davis. <laughs> good something. actress. No, Mary Alice and who was it? Uh, Lieutenant Michelle. No, what was her name? Madeline? Nichelle. The first lady. Nichelle Nichols. Nichelle Nichols, not Michelle. Yeah. Um, well, more people died, ladies and germs. All right, hold on. Oh, yeah. It's a myth. It's Irie. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. Anything. Anything they got there. Drake? Rude boy. Yada, yada, kaka. <laughs> Um, I don't think Ursula sings on this song. Pat Carroll, a voice of Ursula in Disney's The Little Mermaid, dead at 95. All right. Emmy award-winning actress. Best known for the voice of the villainous sea witch Ursula in The Little Mermaid. Oh, boy. Carol's other daughter there paid tribute to the star on an Instagram post on Sunday asking fans to honor her by having a raucous laugh at absolutely anything and every day forward because besides her brilliant talent and love, she love she leaves my sister Carrie and I with the greatest gift of all, imbuing us with a humor and the ability to laugh, even in the saddest of times. Well, your mom's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, I found an Ursula song. Let's go. I googled it. I think this is Pat Carroll. That's what I do. That's what I do. To help unfortunate merfolk like yourself. Souls with no one else to turn to. I admit that in the past I've been a nasty. They weren't kidding when they called me well a witch. But you'll find that nowadays I've mended all my ways Repented, seen the light and made a switch Two years Two years And I fortunately know a little magic It's a talent that I always have possessed And here lately, please don't laugh I use it Yeah, she's got that sultry, sexy rasp To her voice Speaking of sultry and sexy David Warner yeah, he's from Titanic. British right? actor known for The Omen and Tron dies at eighty. Maybe he's in the Titanic too. Is there is there music from Tron? Um, oh yeah, Daft Punk did the uh, yeah Time After Time and Time Bandits. He, the actor died of cancer related illnesses on uh, I'm sorry of a cancer related illness on Sunday in London. You said he was in Time After Time. Mm-hmm. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, what, well, you don't have our last night's rendition of this? What the frick? <laughs> Yo, time is there one? Time. I wouldn't be surprised, dude. Oh my god. Search please. for it. Because if they have it, that's the only way to read this. There's not. Fuck. They're too busy doing fucking God's plan and shit. They do God's mostly plan. like top 40. Uh, over the past 18 months, he approached his diagnosis with a characteristic grace and dignity. His family said in a statement shared. Who was this guy in Titanic? Pull up his IMDb, David Warner, because he looks super familiar. He's got to be in some other things because, like, I've seen The Omen. I get that. Titanic, I can only picture, like, Billy Zane I'm and only Rose picturing and Billy Zane. He was, like, Billy Zane's was it, Wasn't Kathy Bates in Titanic? Yes, she was. Right? So, like, She's beyond Kathy Bates, I don't know who more obscure characters were. She's the one on the uh, the lifeboat who's complaining that, like, we need to go back and save more All people. Right. And the guy <laughs> is like, that. shut that out in your face. It's the best part. Yeah. Best part of the whole movie. Um, yeah, he was, like, Billy Zane's, like, henchman. Recently, Warner appeared in Disney's Mary Poppins Returns in 2018, You, Me, and Him in 2017, and Showtime's Penny Dreadful. I never saw any of that stuff. Uh, yeah, no. he's, he's among the large cast of James Cameron's 97 epic Titanic, but was wasted in the role of a thug-like butler. They're basically saying he's a better actor than the role in Titanic really right. shows him to be. He got a shitty butler Which role. is what most people in our generation know him from. And he was in one of the... Uh, Guy's got 228 acting credits. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, 2001 Planet of the Apes he was in. But yeah, I mean, The Omen. The this guy was in Titanic and The Marky Omen. Marky Mark? God, that movie stunk. Wasn't there more than one with Marky or no? That movie smelled like asshole. <laughs> Seriously, that movie was shit. It was uh, Tim Burton. Yeah. God, really bad movie. Can't yeah, get over how bad that shit. movie was. Oh, this guy, I think he was in a... I think he was in a Star Trek thing too. Maybe the movie. He finally like... 91. Escapes the planet of the apes. And then he crashes on like what he thinks is Earth, and he gets out, and it's the Lincoln Memorial. It's the end of the Marky Mark Planet. Damn of the Apes. you! He gets out, and it's he crashed perfectly in Washington D.C. right next to the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, when only the super smartest people <laughs> be left here? alive to bitterly cry <laughs> for this moment. <laughs> right now. And the Lincoln God Memorial is still the Lincoln Memorial, but with the face of an ape. <laughs> Dumbest. And then a bunch... Oh, my God. This whole movie's coming back to me now. And then a bunch of cop cars come like, pulling up with the sirens on, screeching, and a bunch of gorilla cops dressed in cop outfits all get out of the cars and point their guns at him. And that's the end of the movie. Can't believe you remember so much of it. Oh my god, it's because it's so bad. You think it's David so Warner stupid. was homies with Nichelle Nichols? Because Warner was also tied to various franchises, oh, including Star Trek. Tapping that ass. He played two unrelated <laughs> roles in Star Trek movies: Star Trek V: The Final Frontier, 1989, and um, Star Trek: The Undiscovered Country, 1991. He was in two episodes of the Larry Sanders Show. You know what's? Hell I never yeah. finished that. I watched like the first two seasons, and it's so good. And then I never. It's I gotta, still there I gotta, for like, you. Yeah, yeah, I gotta fucking finish that. Yeah, he was. I'm always um, looking for something new to watch. I started a new show this morning just because I wanted to put something on, and I'm like, I have like 40 episodes of Larry Sanders I could watch. Fuck. Uh, Time Bandits. He played Evil Genius. Yeah. Um, guy did a lot of stuff. I still remember don't. that show Evil Genius on uh, Netflix. It was a little documentary about some guy who like yeah, it was awesome. But the was pizza awesome. delivery guy. With I hope the bomb. I because I, I was just going through some old lyrics and I have this old rhyme that I never used and I'm like, 
I guess I guess it shouldn't stop me. Everything I say, there's an obscure underlining uh, thing, but like I say, uh, like I'm an evil genius, two, a two timer. Can you bring the pizzas? And then I have some more rhymes for that. And I was like, this rhyme sounds random and stupid, and it makes me sort of not like it. But that's what in that show, Evil Genius, they set two timers. A, a primary and a secondary backup on the bomb and a pizza man delivered them. Yeah. And I was like, I'm an evil genius, a two timer. Can you bring the pizzas? And I was like, this sounds dumb and I don't want to say mean, it, but it's good. Like it's, it is dumb because it's a, but that's it, why it's great. Anytime there's a reference to something that you just, I want people to hear that line and go like, like so many of my lines probably like, that didn't make sense. It's dumb. But it's like, no, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> For real, I, I never dropped that. I was like, yeah, you'll turn someone on. To I was the, to the documentary. I was questioning whether it would even work now because I wrote it whatever two three years ago when that show was like trending. It's like no one remembers anything anymore. So should I even bother trying to make him remember that? And that's the game I play with so many of my aging lyrics right now. Um, I do like associate Nichelle Nichols, who played Lieutenant Ohura. Oh, I had never watched Star Trek. I just know that um. MF Doom rhymed Lieutenant Uhura with every day feel like it's an off day with Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Damn, I don't remember that. <laughs> what song was that? With Ferris Bueller. Um, I think it's Questions on the Operation. All right, Day. MF Doom just convinced me to drop the Evil Genius rhyme now. Because who cares, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. It's in the first verse. Pull a fast one. Can't push it past him. Got dudes on his own team, mad enough to blast him. Retarded in real life. On the mic, Rain Man. Stand close to his main man. Like, like a, a chain gang. gang. Who give a fuck about who or they fancy crew? That's no mystery. Like Hardy Boys do with Nancy Drew. Sort of with her drawers down quarter. The ex daughter brings slaughter like, well, I order. I, I suggest you hand over the formula doula. A villain in your land. In, in his, his land, land, a ruler. Hard hitting like Huffin' the ruler with Lieutenant Ohura. Every day feel like it's an off day. The Ferris Bueller. Brother Genius. What a legend. Questions. Questions. Um, Question. And I've got one more here. Curious. Can I say shit? Okay. Pretty goddamn legendary. Do it for rock, do it for Wait, should we give David Warner and Pat Carroll their shot and then do one more? Or should we just do it all, all in one here? I'm, I'm pouring them slim. Yeah, give me that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Give me that. This is what we do on Mondays, you guys. We drink whiskey. Morgan Freeman needs his own shot. And then we regret shot. everything we said for two hours. Hardly knew ye. The guy was in the omen. Let's go. Bill Russell. Balton. Balton. Fuck! Wow. Shut up! You blew it! Me. You suck! Whoa! Man, you corny! Boston Celtics great Bill Russell. <laughs> just the Boston song. It's the best I could do. <laughs> he is a dearly departed. Wow. Let's go, dude. Wonderful. Do you remember a couple years ago? It was pretty recent. They showed Bill Russell at a basketball game, and one of the commentators went, and we have Morgan Freeman tonight. No. And I, I swear to God, you can probably find it on YouTube. <laughs> I don't remember that. Was it, it's like, how do you commentate professionally for sports that guy did he get and fired you, and you think bill russell is morgan freeman here it is here here turn that down for a second yeah dude like this had to have been captured oh is it the inauguration dude, i was gonna say if it was at an nba game shame wow. turn uh turn that all the way down for a second and look at that crowd gathered now okay 
was Morgan Freeman, I think. <laughs> right there on the Capitol Okay, so... Bill Russell, I'm sorry. Oh, thank I you, was David wrong. Rodney. He got an instant correction in, though. Oh, it my is, God, Bill Russell, I'm sorry. It is George Stephanopoulos, and it's during, I think, Biden's inauguration yeah, I was a couple say, years if ago. If that happened at an NBA game, like that dude would have been fired. Like... You don't get that. That so would be fired, totally that, fired. There's no. You could spin like, that as racism all day. It's not, but they would. Yeah, I'm not even thinking from a racist. They don't all look alike. If that was at a sports game, it's like that's just pure incompetence. Exactly. You don't that's deserve to be commentating sports if you think that's Morgan Freeman. Like I knew this man was ultra winning, but 11 time NBA champion. 11. I think five time MVP too. Uh, crazy dies at 88. Now, do you acknowledge the fact that his competition? was not as hard as, say, someone like Michael Jordan's competition or LeBron James's competition. No. No? No. No? No. <laughs> Wasn't the league full of, like, a bunch of white dudes doing granny shots back then? Who gives a shit? It's like, <laughs> Michael Jordan is the best there ever was. I mean, he still won six. Yeah. You know, it's like, what, he's supposed to win six more to be better than Bill Russell? It's like, it's evolution of the uh, the sport, just like evolution <laughs> right. of anything, music, comedy, movies. And we were trying to talking about how like Carlin competes with Kinnison and Beyonce with Lizzo. I think as time goes on, it's like, yeah, the like there's song. a progression in the talent and you get to study the game of legends, you know, who, no matter who it is. Right. Lizzo studied Beyonce before she was dropping her shit. And now Beyonce is studying Lizzo. It's kind of cool how like evolution Michael of Jordan art works studied like Bill Russell. Of course. So I don't like to and play that Michael like, Jordan well, was popping off. White guys wearing short shorts back then or whatever. It's like, dude, like it's what the game was. You can't just go back and put LeBron in 1961. It just, it's how time works. I don't yeah. know. But, um. Yeah, Bill it's Russell. like, well, Wilt the Stilt, he had like a 100-point game. But, there were, yeah, but nobody was able to defend him then. You know, I'm you, more, people had to learn how to defend. I'm more skeptical about his fucking numbers. You know? Right. Didn't Wilt Way the Stilt more say than 100. He was like, he fucked like 6,000 women or something, 10,000 women. It's like, you're, it's, you're just embarrassing us as a, as a, as a gender. I'm saying I don't men. believe him. Right. Dude, even if he fucked 200 women, it's like, you got to brag. Right. You got to brag with your big dong, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Russell died I like this quote Peacefully It's like he was Screaming in agony <laughs> But his wife Said it was peaceful uh, Allegedly Peacefully Peacefully with his wife uh, uh, Jeanine At his side uh, Arrangements for his Memorial service Will be announced soon There we go Let's get it Boston Yep Yep But for all the winning Bill's understanding Of the struggle Is what illuminated his life Yeah he was He's like a Activist, social, uh, yeah, he was a, a celebrity yeah. uh, athlete, a black celebrity athlete in America during the civil rights movement. Right, he definitely jeopardized some of his career from boycotting a 1961 exhibition game to uh, unmask too long tolerated discrimination to leading Mississippi's first integrated basketball camp. Damn, this dude's old. Uh, in the combustible <laughs> wake of. Medgar Evers' assassination, to decades of activism ultimately recognized by his receipt of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Dude, he got a Medal of Freedom? I don't think I knew that. Realized, dude, Bill called out injustice with an unforgiving candor Did that Obama he intended. Did Obama give it to him? Probably. Or was it like way back when? It was probably Obama. Right. But yeah, just a fucking legend in the game and for, you know, civil rights, outspoken leadership. Uh, that's what I got. Did you have any more? I mean, Bill Russell and Paul I Sorvino. did not. And Ursula, dude. It's a pretty, oh, you know pretty big week here. Dude from Leave it to Beaver, but I don't give a shit about that. Dude. Wally Cleaver died. Tony Dow 
kind of jerk are you? You're just going <laughs> to not even care about it? <laughs> I, I've never, I don't know anything about Leave it to Beaver. They made a so? movie for Leave it to Beaver when we were young. You don't know anything about Star Trek. We just had two. And um, <laughs> here, I'll put it on. Leave put it, it on, Big L. Put it on. Beaver TV theme. Oh, I turned the music down for this. Stop doing that. I like to fade it out. See, I don't recognize this shit. I do. I got a couple years on terms. So I kind of <laughs> I remember when Nick at Night still had Leave It to Beaver also with Happy Days. See, you ever watch Happy Days cuz I watch a lot of that, dude, and I Monday, think, Tuesday, Happy Days, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Happy Days. No, I never watched it. It's Friday, I'm in love. <laughs> but no, like that I think it's just the difference of like 2 or 3 years to where like you saw a lot more of things like Happy Days on Nick at Night. I was also And then by the time you were my age, 2 years later, 3 years later, I had, they weren't playing it wasn't like that. I also had older siblings, so they decided a lot of what I saw when I was a kid. Right, which was mostly faces of death yes. and like <laughs> Columbine <laughs> puke porn and beheadings. <laughs> um, but no, do you remember when we were kids they made a Leave it to Beaver movie and Shooter yeah, McGavin yeah, yeah. was yes. the dad? I definitely saw it when we were kids. I yeah. definitely saw that once. That's that's all I remember of Leave it to Beaver. Anyway, Tony Dow. Shooter McGavin. Wally Cleaver. No. Is that <laughs> the shooter? <laughs> <laughs> that clip is so fucked up. You suck! No. It's no. all of the ambience on the golf it's course. It's the birds. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, let's move it on, yeah? Um, did we do a shot to Bill Russell? I think we just did it. Oh. Want to do it again? So you poured up for Wally Cleaver? Yes, I did. <laughs> Hell yeah. <dude. laughs> we don't do it right now. We, we, could, we could save it. We'll do a retroactive Wally Cleave shot. Right. Uh, let's move on. Highly recommended. This week's highly recommended album comes from a Swedish DJ and producer named Honey. H-N-N-Y. Real name, Johan Cederberg. With his album, Sunday from 2015 it's a it's a very like tranquil vibey hip hop beats album the only lyrics are samples these are samples sounds like a down tempo avalanches here's what in my notes sometimes has sort of an avalanches vibe (laughs) other note sometimes has sort of a Moby vibe. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Woo! Woo! How'd you discover? I don't honey? remember. I, I'm not familiar. 
It's probably uh, like Spotify algorithms or some shit. Or my girlfriend sent me this song and I checked out the whole album. So I have a very limited perspective of electronic music. Some of his music is kind of housey. This album is kind of more hip hoppy sounding. Yeah. But I don't, I don't dislike. I could write a rap. Electronic music. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it just needs to be done right, you know. And and this guy does it right, honey. You do it right. I think this is the this song. This song is called Sunday. Yes. I'm in love. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is this uh, podcast comes out on Wednesday. Yeah. We're recording it on Monday. Yesterday was Sunday. Mind <laughs> blown. <laughs> and my, my girlfriend texted me this this song to op- start my day with yesterday. I've heard it before. Yeah. It wasn't my introduction to it. But that's what put it on the brain. And I kept the whole goddamn album on. Because you know what? The next song, Cheer Up My Brother. My brother. I like this song a lot. I used to do this P90X workout I had. And the fucking guy that would lead it, he would say, my brother. My brother. He'd check in with the other guys doing the workouts. And he'd be like, Steve's. She's going for overtime. My brother. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I've done like uh, uh, like YouTube Bikram classes with my girlfriend. And there's uh, for standing bow... There's, there's classes on YouTube that are actually narrated by Bikram himself. The rapist? Yes. Yeah. And we've done a few of them. And for standing bow, you're supposed to like, first you like stick your hand out and then you put your ankle up I'm and you grab your ankle. I'm a little short and stout. And he put sticks his hand, hand out. out and he goes, now put your hand out and go, give me money, mama. <laughs> give me money, mama. Give me money, my brother. <laughs> I, I have not done standing bows since. This is three years ago without thinking of, give me money, mama. I thought you were going to say you just haven't done it since. You ruined standing <laughs> bow for me. No, I love it. <laughs> give me money, mama. Um, cheer up, my brother. It was a great song. This is, this is like Moby vibes to me. Yeah, I get that. Cheer up, my all right, I'll wait. I'll wait till the beat kicks back in to show you my next song I like. Oh wait, this is gonna be the. <laughs> Rudel do. There's gonna be a second before the beat comes back in. You feeling all right? Track four. I like it. This uh, this track has a bunch of. Sounds like a 60s PSA about audio engineering or something cut into it. But it's basically like some dude from an old 60s PSA is uh, walking you through like how to produce a beat. It's fucking killer. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of like old uh, Thess 1 people under the stairs Shit, yeah. production like MPC beats. I love this album. Yeah. This song's called You Feeling All Right. The next track, Not Feeling Too Good Myself. <laughs> released several singles and EPs through the Swedish record label Local Talk. Is this and guy now, Swede? Yeah. Okay. 
Now he releases material on his own label, Puss. <laughs> guy named his label Puss. I love it. Born in Malmo, Sweden, Cedarberg's family relocated to Stockholm when he was five years old. Growing up in Stockholm, he began listening to hip-hop, namely Swedish acts, but also Americans such as De La Soul and A Tribe Called Quest. In his youth... Youth. Youths. Did you say youths? Next tone is 1,000 cycles per second. He cultivated an interest in electronic music such as Fortet and Manitoba. Fortet, uh, I listened to for a period of time for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it takes me back. And Manitoba. Damn, it's been a minute, but they had some cool beats. Uh, he also cites American minimalist composer Steve Reich as a primary influence. I looked up some of Steve Reich's music. It's very interesting. Um, it's a lot of that shit where it's like... Here's, a, here's like an example. It's just like a... It goes from this and then it'll like keep evolving. It never just like completely switches. There's a name for it, but I'm dumb and I don't know it. I, be, I believe it's sieging. It's sieges in. <laughs> it's the siege. He describes his concept as, as a music as a gradual process. <coughs> Stating, quote, I am interested in perceptible processes. I want to be able to hear the process happening throughout the sounding music. To do so, his music employs the technique of phase shifting. That's what it's called. Phase shifting. Mm, phase shifting. Sieging. Same thing. Phase shifting. In which a phrase is slightly altered over time in a flow that is clearly perceptible to the listener. So it's like it starts annoying. And then it gets funky when you like let the layers. Can we get to the less annoying part? (laughs) When you let the layers all build in. And we are going to wait, apparently, to let all the layers build in. No, no, no. We're going to skip. Please. Uh, Back to Honey. That was was Steve Reich, by the way, not Honey. Anyway, one more uh, beat from this Honey album. Memory Tape 1. I fuck with this. I fuck with this a lot. The album is Sunday. The artist is Honey. Look, they can't all be fragile by traffic, you know? It's not the most groundbreaking album of all time, but it's it's nice noises and I like it. So fucking deal with it, people. <laughs> I highly recommend that shit. No, it's great. I love it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's fucking great. You can write raps to it. You could be like, pull a chick with a mullet and an apple bottom. <laughs> no rhyme for apple bottom. I was like, why didn't why didn't I do this when the music was playing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to move on. All right, you should think of a rhyme for apple bottom. Oh, I got it. Okay, thought he dodged a bullet, but the shrapnel got him. Got it. It's time for fan questions. Tweedly deedly 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 doodle doodle. Fan questions. Doodle 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 deedle doodle doodle. Kaka cuckoo. D P S report. Shit yeah. 
Oh, this is from Michaela. I've uh, been watching a lot of old skate videos lately because I've been uh, in bed sick and I was watching some barrier cult vids and you know, I am 10 out of 10 convinced that Chris Haslam was skating for Baku. Big fan of Chris Haslam too uh, and had kind of an aha moment. Makes sense to me. Uh, time and place seem to fit. Y'all fans of Chris Haslam and or Baku, if you don't, you're wrong. Um, I don't know what Baku is. First time I remember seeing Chris Haslam was those cheese and crackers videos yeah he's probably got this whole history before that too that well the we guys too... i have noticed that he's like older and you're like well that's in yeah, professional again. skateboarding how did you like because cheese and crackers he was like in his 30s yeah it's like he's getting better with age somehow and it's like the guy's like the fine wine of skateboarding so obviously this guy who's doing like mind-boggling rodney mullen like tricks didn't just start yesterday yeah. He's been somewhere, but the first time I had seen him was those cheese and crackers videos. Dude, I, I shared a clip on my Instagram story I saw from one of his Instagram things uh, months ago, and he goes up on a mini ramp. Oh, he's and he, he does a foot plant. He does a, a foot plant and pops the board, and he does a kickflip with his knee. Like his yeah, it's bullshit. front knee is his front foot in this equation, and it flips, and he jumps both feet back onto the board and back down. I'm like, and that was a this year clip. I'd never seen anyone ever do that. The what he did. That's like... Step off the board and use one foot to pop with foot and then throw the knee up and flip it and then catch it. Chris Haslam's skateboarding... In a quarter pipe. In a nutshell. Nuts. Um, Shit, you've never... And yeah, he's in his 40s now. He's like, yeah, I still got tricks no one's ever done. Let me show you this one. Right, like... Nuts. Since day one, since I saw the dude... Since day one, song. His... Nice. <laughs> his style has been... I've never seen anyone do that. He's the first person I ever saw. He did a front board slide kickflip out. Got kickflipped. Out of a frontside board slide on a rail. I've seen that a lot since. Exactly. Yeah. Like he he coins these things, and it's like a lot of things. And we've talked about this in skateboarding, and, and it's you know one of the beauties of the art. And that that Mark Johnson quote from Modus Operandi, where it's like, you can think of a thing, and then just like do yeah, it. You can make it. You can like think it up in your head, and and in the same vein, it's like you can see a guy do something that you've never even thought of, yeah. and now it's like, oh, I can do that. It's wild. It's like when you it's, yesterday, if you would have said kickflip out of a front board, I would have been like, "That's impossible." So yeah. why even think about it? You showed me today Chris Haslam doing it, and now as a skateboarder, I'm like, "It's possible. I could learn that." It's like it, it, it's like making a new dish with the same old vegetables that have been growing out of the ground forever. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like no one discovered that combination of whatever, like same board and the grip tape and the wheels and the shoes and the fucking ramp and the. <laughs> but no one's ever tried that. No one's even thought. To put it together that way, so it tastes like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's skateboarding just a fucking is a chef. Series of Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, Barry or Colt. Mm-mm. Yeah, you got to give us more info on that. Or I, I, didn't, I didn't even know until right research. now that Chris Haslam was uh, Canadian. Yeah, living legend. Here's something else. I knew I was gay. I knew it. I knew it, boys. <laughs> I put one of your bumper stickers on my car. Oh no! I heard you talking trash about bumper stickers. I'm going to go peel that gay shit off right now. <laughs> well, obviously, we don't mean the ones we sell. He loves the cock. Dude, you're gay. <laughs> no, yeah, ours are totally... No, they're gay. They're gay, too. You're gay. We're gay. What does everyone say at the end of these voicemails? <laughs> Let's be gay together. <laughs> um, here's another one. Hey, guys. Jessica here from Kansas City. Can't help but notice how much of a dynamic duo you are. How much of the development of your personalities through the years has to do with each other? Have you ever had a disagreement or argument 
that led you not to talk to each other for a significant period of time? Yeah, this one time I wanted five hundred dollars. I knew it. I knew that was. A good <laughs> I mean, it's like it wasn't a significant period of time, but we didn't say a lot to each other for like the next thirty minutes. It was also <laughs> six a.m. and no tired. Sleep. Yeah, and you're waiting on a plane. And it's like, well, now what's there to say? Well, there's a couple questions here. Well. The first- Five hundred bucks out the window now. What is there to say? <laughs> but we yo, didn't have moonfall on the way there. Shout out! I mean, I got. I'm thanking God for Ian at Canoe because it's like that made up for that to me. And Absolutely, <laughs> it's like something good had to happen. We needed Absolutely. some sort of free come up. Uh, and of course, like we discussed on the way back, nothing. Um, it's like you can't offer me this shit when I'm flying home and I have nowhere to be. No, no, no. I think they did offer at the kiosk, but they didn't. They didn't say it at the gate, like right. when we heard it boarding. Right, which but may have been way different. They probably always ask you now, like, we we suck at this. We overbook every time. You want to take a few hundred bucks to you know Damn wait it. way longer. Anyways, the first question was uh, how much of the development of your personalities through the years has to do with each other. I would say like each all others. of it others. Yeah, I mean like uh, like because we've been friends since way before Palmer Squares and because we're such movie quote stand up comedy nerd like all of that we share so many like I don't know just a little lot of idiosyncrasies. Think, right, a lot of what has shaped it's not our an accident. personality because we spend so much time together and we're constantly like, you know. Yeah lobbing the ping-ponging it back to each other and i don't know and it's like the way that um we both speak in movie quotes and references and and most of the things that we both enjoy we were both there to discover together right so and and even it's not like we met at 30 we've we've talked about like how we keep each other on our toes lyrically and stuff which i think is true but like she said personalities not like progression as rappers you know so Per- personalities. Ming, gotta be down, gotta be I don't like term has older brothers. I don't have any like di- I have like half siblings and I love them and everything. But it's like I never grew up with right. a sister or brother and like but like we did like a lot of my friends, but we just hung out with our, our good friend Eric. I've known Eric as long as I've known Seth. But we don't have the same like movie quote interest. There's something about right. <laughs> you and I where we have like shared more of the like things we like and goofy shit that well, we've since ran the past age, each other yeah we all hung out throughout our whole youths and we all you did you say youths and then we like smoked <laughs> that's what i'm talking about it's the fucking my cousin Vinny. we all hung out uh throughout those early formative years but you and i have like lived together and spent True. the better half of a you know 15 years yeah, together that's where i was going was like term is probably the closest thing that i could consider to like a brother and it's not just like the time it's brothers got a hug we're so like similar we just are we're more similar than me and a lot of my other friends who are i'm similar with you know we're friends because we relate on all sorts of shit i think a lot of it is specifically like i said music stand-up and movies that whole pop culture realm absolutely all and like our buddy zach he he knows the most obscure he's like it's almost like he exists on a different realm of entertainment and he can show us stuff we've never heard of and it's so cool and, but like we're more connected to. We like all hung out two weeks HBO ago. HBO Sunday night, me and Seth. You know, like that type of WWF wrestling. We shared all of that shit. We had like an old friend hang a couple weeks ago, and our buddy Zach. Uh, he gets the remote at like midnight. And I, I, get, I asked him. I was like, "You always know fun <laughs> shit." Please and he, put something on. He went to YouTube and he put on a a twenty five year old documentary about voguing. <laughs> yeah. Gay dudes voguing in New York City so from the '90s, and it rocked. It was great. Yeah. I wish I remembered the name of it right now. I would recommend it to everyone highly. Um, uh, but that—that that is Zach. 
Have you ever had a disagreement or argument that led you to not talk to each other for a significant period of time? I would say it was never anything that was so significant we like couldn't patch it up or eventually no, like we've had, talk like, it out. Blowouts and fights. I think blending business with our friendship has perpetuated those that's sure. like the risk of that happening for sure because it's hard to be like just best friend or just like business mind and then sometimes they're they just kind of like a they, they push back on each other or something right. it's hard to be just chill about something if we're late about something or it's hard to be like a good friend if i'm too wrapped up in business thoughts or something so absolutely um but no it's never been anything that was like honestly i don't think anything that was more than like a couple of days where we didn't just like and talk it out or Hug that it out or whatever. Probably being more uh, in the recent years where it's like because we didn't live together. Right. We lived together for a decade and it's like. Long time. We had blowouts then, but I still got to go up to the kitchen exactly. to get a glass of water and you're there. So it's almost like awkward if we'd let anything get blown out for more than like the course of a day. Because, yeah, we used to live together so you couldn't just avoid it. And now it's like if a day or two goes by, I was like, it's mostly sibling-y type of shit, though. Yeah. I threw potpourri in your face one time because we were arguing over a game where you try and link two actors together. Right. I still think that was an overreaction. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) I didn't do anything physical and you threw shit at me, but whatever. Uh, But yeah, we were like, you know, we were still like in high school. That was a long time ago. Right. You threw a beer at my head in your basement one time. Also high school. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't remember what that was over, but it was dumb. And I gotta be honest, I think you threw something shit. at me first. I you, I may be wrong about that, but uh, yeah, this is all like drunk teenager <laughs> shit. Uh, it's always throwing. Yeah, one Here, time. Here's, here's one. I'll oh, go ahead. <laughs> let's get into every. Let's let's break up the Palmer Squares. Thank you, caller Jessica. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like more or less dating this girl, and we were all late night. I remember this drunk. You were we've, you were a little too the, drunk for sure. And you were like I was kind of, out of pocket. You were, yeah out of pocketly kind of like physical with her. Yeah, well she and was it, she was perpetuating. She sh- wanted to wrestle. Fuck her. Yeah, in hindsight. Fuck yeah, her. you don't like this person. The two of us should have just beat her up. Yep. In hindsight, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I was only joke wrestling. But so. something happened where you guys were like it got out of hand and then we were like going back and forth and there was next to me there's a round plastic thing on the table and in my head it's a frisbee i'm like this is a frisbee next to me be a porcelain (laughs) dinner plate it was a dinner plate i don't think it was porcelain it was plastic whatever it was was hard (laughs) it was a lot harder than a frisbee and i beamed it at your head and it shattered on your forehead a lot of blood (laughs) instant blood drips and then i chased you down the stairs throwing chairs and shit at you you took off your own watch and threw it at me this is how long ago this was i wore a watch (laughs) and you you broke it you took it off and whipped it at me and broke it worth it (laughs) if it would have hit you it would have been a thousand points (laughs) but yeah it's always like I got mad and I threw something at you, or you got mad well, and you threw something. I, I at noticed me. this. Like we I don't want to hit each other. We had a fists. disagreement this year, and it's it goes back to like my old job even, and I've been like I worked in marketing and branding and like logo usage on posters and stuff. We've bitched about like I wanted you to put the logo on a poster, and you didn't think it like fit with the aesthetic, and I'm like it's not about the look, it's about our branding. Like you right. have to find a spot, and it's like we disagree on that stuff, and yeah, that was the last time, and there was other shit going on, but I remember we got into an argument about it. Every time, like, shit is getting thrown, it's my direction by you. Like, no matter what it is, I'm just telling you, like, oh, I think we can play the game by this rules if we're naming movie characters. I think we should put the logo on this. And then it's always turn picking up potpourri I, I or a fucking plate and whipping it at me. I firmly think the beer that you threw at me, I didn't throw anything that, at you. That's probably fair. Yes. But this is a very brotherly thing. Still two to one, at where least. It's, where it's like, you're my friend. 
Yeah. And I don't want to ball up my fist and hit you with it. No. So it seems like less like destructive to our relationship if I just throw this whoopee cushion at you. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's not a plate, dude. <laughs> throw the next one. I don't care. <laughs> I might need that. Yeah. Um, here, there's a little more to Jessica's question. Also, what's one trait that irks you about the other? Uh, term throws stuff at me often. <laughs> you guys have a great day. Yeah, Peace. Act passes up $500 vouchers. Right. It was like we told the story. I just I thought we we could have potentially risked missing our show in Atlanta, and I that was not an option to me. Right. You know, in hindsight, that that's a quality of terms that irks me about him. Sometimes a little too just like impulsive or like uh, yeah. So I, I'm putting some thought into this, and he's like, "Let's go," and I'm just like, "But again, hold this on, is that like, might be a really dumb thing. Let's think about it." These are dynamics that I think make a relationship work. Yeah, I am very like blasé, seat in my pants. Yeah. Let's risk it. Let's get the five hundred dollar voucher. And yeah. But I'm also that's another thing you're about very like here here's okay. Okay, think of the thousand things that can go wrong. It's not just that one night, like I've known term my whole life basically. Term is late for lots of shit. So if he makes that impulsive decision, we could maybe be late or miss why like the money we're gonna go make in Atlanta. It could fuck our whole day up if the storm rolls in. We thought it was it was a lot of factors going on. But like, it's almost like that, how you always talk about getting to the movie theater and it's always like you got to get in the dark theater and you're parking and you're smoking. Your, it's right. like that makes me anxious to be that, that late to even a fun thing like a movie, let alone our career, like our shows and stuff. Right. So term doesn't leave a window of time. Like let's, I'm always thinking like, a tire could blow out. We might get hungry or need to shit. And like, let's Our leave some Uber time. Our driver in- could pull off yes. shadow box and splash so water on I his face. I have to sort of sometimes, <laughs> I feel like, be the eyes and ears for like, you know, better judgment when he's like, no, if I leave, I know exa- Google Maps says 19 minutes. So if I leave at 17 minutes, I'll just drive fast. Like that's how term lives. And I'm like, let's, let's leave 30 minutes earlier because something might happen. Oh, another thing. We, so I saw Nope with my girlfriend last night at the theater. I don't want to talk about it. We always spoil shit. I don't want to do that. Here's You're going to relate to this. I go there. We didn't buy tickets online. I just go to the theater and I use the kiosk or if someone's selling, I do a fuck. So I get there. No one it's is been out selling. It's been weeks. No one's selling the, the box. And that's fine. They got three kiosks. All three of them are down. So I ask like, hey, is, is anybody selling tickets? And then they basically made you buy them at concessions and there's the three big lines at concessions. It's just a mess. Just walk in. It's a mess. Just walk in. But we wanted snacks. So, so we're standing. Buy popcorn. So we're standing in they don't line. Ask you for your ticket to buy popcorn. Exactly. So I'm. Th- I even mentioned. I was like, I don't think anybody's going to check that. I still. I still bought a fucking IMAX ticket to see this movie. <sighs> and if it were a shitty movie, I would kill myself today over yeah. it. But in that moment, I was like, you know what? Like, maybe if I didn't order it, they would have asked at the concessions to show you. I don't know. I doubt it. But I was like, all right, we're going to get a popcorn and a soda and two for nope. And then we could have just snuck in, which would have made the whole movie experience even better than it was. Which was great. Everything's better movie. when it's free. So I'm like, you know who said that? The original Pauly. I read the book. <laughs> so that was like that was where I wished I li- was a little more like term in that moment was to actually like just say no fuck this I'm not even paying. Yeah, I've done that once or twice when they I've sell the a tickets before, at concessions. But I was like I was seeing I was playing just it go out buy in my head. I was just like should I even like why why pay for a ticket because this is I'm already past the the ticket checker exactly. guy I'm at the popcorn You're desk. In. You made it and I still paid because I'm a fucking idiot. Go get your and, seats. Yeah. Go sit down, get your seats, then go back and get the popcorn. I thought about it. And it was just like, by the time Easy it was... Easy peasy. Term would have noticed this Japanese. I was like... I, it didn't hit me until I was like next for popcorn. I was like, wait a minute. And then I just like, uh, I'll stick to the plan because I'm a fucking idiot. Like, like yeah. Sometimes it works out and we get to our show and it's whatever. Other times it's like, 
I just paid like $40 for tickets I could have saved. I know I could have saved it. I want to support the movie. I like the guy's work, but it's like, I could have saved the money. Like you said, it, it hurts a thousand times more had it been like, have yeah. you been seeing Moonfall? Right. But um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed Nope a lot. Yeah. I think personally it's Jordan Peele's best film to date. So I'm to, I'm, I'm, highly I'm, recommend that shit too. Go see it. Something that irks me about Term, and this is so super tame, but I have thought about it. Because I'm not like into karma or like manifestation, yeah, but I do think, fake. right. I also think there's something to like believing in yourself and we can talk a big game of like, you know, the, we suck. We actually changed our Instagram. It used to say we suck. And then now it says we don't suck. And that was just like a funny, subtle way. And after a serious conversation I had with term about like, why do we always insist on telling our fans we're no good? Like, I think there's something to letting them know. We also know we rule and term is kind of like, Nope, that's gay. Nope. Like, well, I feel like there is something. Maybe if you put it out there, the world will bring it I back will to always you. So if you put out "We suck" one hundred percent, that's kind of risky because, right? You know, I just naturally always revert to self-deprecation over. Yeah, uh, me too. Me too. Hyping. Me too. And it's something I have to work on because it's not inherently in my being. It's However, also not inherently hip hop culture. I'm not saying do it into the mic every week or something. I'm saying no, I'm genuinely off-marketably it might off be better. Off-mic term says we suck more than, you know, and it's just kind of like I think there's something to just changing your headspace. Like I was saying about the people who are pissed about spaz. Just think about it as like Beyonce's talking about you. So it's like instead of we suck, it's like think about that how much better we are now. Be flattered. You know what I mean? Like just find the angle to be a little more positive. Not that necessarily that would change anything because I again, I'm not a big I'm not praying on crystals to for the Sagittarius star constellation to bring me blessings like however but I do think to just like kind of get stuck in that cycle of like fucking everything sucks. Fucking masks. Fucking mask. I'm fucking 50. <laughs> fucking riskies. <laughs> but seriously, I think that's something where we can both work on it. And I, yeah, and, I not, and I hope you're a little more willing. You're not exactly. No, of course not. Captain Positive yourself over here. Well, certainly not on mic. <laughs> I like being more, uh, on, I keep it in that realm. But like when I'm just working on stuff, I do. I think like, and I think I said this when we were talking to fans after the Atlanta show. I was like, and I truly believe this. I don't care what the rapper is. I don't care if it's Eminem or J. Cole or some underground guy you guys listen to. Put us up against them on a lyrically written level. Our best five verses versus their best five verses, however you define it. I think we can compete. I don't think we have the best rap voice. Me, I'll speak right. for myself. Can I don't I think my J. delivery Cole is rap as strong. My good five verses, right. please. Oh wow, he's way better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, just on a like, like, but, yep, I, I'm good. And I was trying to big us up on a writing level. It's like I think right. we've been at this over ten years, and I think we should wear it on our sleeve a little more that we are some of the best rap writers. I don't know that any Palmer Squares fan has heard, uh, has heard of because I think they would make the argument before us. That right. we're good. And we'd be like, no, you're too kind. We suck. That's our instinct to be like, no, we ain't shit. A lot of people that believe in themselves, you, you see it in their rewards and success over time because it's, I think there's something to it. I don't have to be 100%. You don't have to share inspirational oh, totally. quotes on Instagram all no, day. No, but it's often but suggested that you should be your own biggest fan. Step out of the comfort zone a little bit if the comfort zone is I suck. Right. And that's I it. think yeah. I'm my own biggest hater. Right. So, I mean, lay it on me. I don't know what irks you about me, but that I feel like that was like a fair thing and it's like not a big personal judgment and I also identify with it. Like, I'm negative a lot. Right. But I, I I've noticed that and I'm trying to like be a little less that, hey, it's funny. When we hit all of this shit. You blew it! 
mean, it's funny and I love it. Oh, of course. But like when it just comes to me sitting with my my raps and my work and what I'm thinking about, like I try not to get discouraged as easily as yeah, I, I really might have. Don't. And be like, God fucking damn, I suck. Yeah, really. Uh, when it comes to actually sitting down and writing, yeah, I don't have those feelings really. And when I'm sitting down and writing, often in that time, uh, I feel that's when I feel the best about what I'm producing. Right. Uh, like often even, I'll get to the booth and start rapping what I wrote two days ago and be like, it's not as good as it right. was a couple days it ago when so I much wrote better it. In my head. I'm working through that right now with something I'm revising. It's just like the tone of voice I had at you know the time I was writing it and I was sitting on the couch. Yeah, Where'd that go? My biggest thing for me is my voice where it's like, I can write something and yeah, before you say it out loud, you just know it's fire. And then I'm like, oh, I have to get over the hill of my nasally fucking, right. the way I sound. Great. Oh, if you're not push a T <laughs> and you say it, it's way less fire. Yeah. Great. Dude, I was, I, I swear, today I've had this push a T lyric in my head. And like, uh, <laughs> I like push a T, but it's anytime he's, it's, he's so gangster and he sells Coke and he wants you to know it. Yeah. But it's like, Which we're also, we're so not. He's and got, that right. adds to our, I suck. <laughs> He had a line where he's just like, thumbs up or the emoji with the flex, my boy. And I'm like, when a Coke dealer's rapping about emojis, there's something inherently soft and lame about that to me. Meanwhile, it's stuck in my head and I like the fucking song. But it's like, I think like, and so I even walk those lines. Like, I don't know if I could really ever find myself rhyming about the emoji flex and thumbs ups and saying emoji and being yeah, comfortable. It's like saying Fifi and all these words we've talked about regretting ever even saying into a microphone because we're lame white nerds. I and he's like, a cool black rapper drug dealer. And it's like, but why? He's so cool. Don't be saying, I send emojis, my boy. <laughs> and like, that sounds weird to me. But like, I'm sure he doesn't even think twice about it. Not at all. I'm over here like beating myself up like for not, I don't know, sounding as cool as everyone I think I listen to. But I don't know. I can write with Which the best also, of them. Which is also a useful lesson to learn sooner rather than later is like, look, you're never going to sound as cool as Pusha T. Get over it. Right. You sound like you sound, and you're making it work the way you're making it work, so make that work. You know how he sounds? Yeah. You know how I sound? Yuck. Acknowledge. Yuck. <laughs> it's not as cool. You know how I sound? <laughs> Fucking yuck. Fucking yuck. <laughs> um, all right, well, last I chance I want to replace for... all of Pusha T's yucks with Jim Florentine. Just to balance it out. I feel Fucking like you, yuck. You should say something that irks you about me just for fairness, because I said that you're not positive enough. Right. Um, and then we can move on. Your farts don't stink enough. <laughs> well, thank you. I, uh... <laughs> it's really annoying. I've almost made myself puke from my own farts, and I don't know if I have any memory of smelling That's a bad so fart That's from your the ass. Thing you chose to say. It's like, annoying. Um, I uh, believe me though. There are times I want to puke. They smell <laughs> not good. But no, just a general, like a, a generic ecumenal fart. Yeah, this guy kind walks of blessed. around with dry, dryer he, sheets he walks stuffed around, in his asshole. He walks around like his farts don't stink. <laughs> No, I really, though, like, everybody in my life, in fact, I know I've told this story, too, but the late and great EOM, we had a show in Baltimore with Wax and EOM a while ago, and we uh, we were sharing a green room, and I said, oh, I had to go shit in the green room toilet, and especially right. if you're on a tour bus or in a green room, there's kind of this, like, you it know. close quarters. Right. It's like, there's, like, a respect level sometimes. Maybe don't go blow up the bathroom if you're, like, an opener at some, and his family's in the green room, that type of shit. And E said, like... Cause I came out and he's like, "Yo, you, I didn't, you didn't Febreze in there." And I was like, "I didn't need to, dude." And he was like, "Trust me, it's good to go." And he went in there like he was like, "I'm going to test this guy." He just said his shit doesn't stink, and he went in there and he sniffed around, and then he came back out and he's like, "Damn, 
<laughs> like he said, God damn, like he was blown away that it didn't smell like shit in there. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like it's not every time, but I would say like, but it's most times it's 60, 40, at least it's the majority of the time. Like it's not like I could comfortably cut a fart on a bus and not be self-conscious if it's silent. Cause I don't think it's going to send people running for the exit. <laughs> so, uh, that was more of a compliment than something that irks you. But speaking of compliment, I saw, um, I saw this and we got to play them back to back. I feel like Term just did say something nice about Ak, that his farts... Like taking like a watery shit ...are also. virtually smellless. And if I were taking a watery shit, you wouldn't know it. Exactly. <laughs> You'd be like, did you just pee? So you got to say something. Last call or something that irks. This caller say something nice. Hmm. Next caller. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I have one for sure. A Term is a very uh, uh, impressive cook, especially these days. And it, it's... It doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt that I was just at his house and he fed me some food he cooked and it was very good. But it's kind of like when we watch UFC fights and shit, that's part of it. Term cooks a lot. And Love it, cooking. And it, when we lived together, I don't remember you like cooking up the same. Like you still cooked. You would fry catfish and things and yeah. But like I credit my girlfriend a lot with um, sure. But like it's impressive. My culinary prowess. I was at his evolving. house on this weekend and we were with our other buddy and yeah. Term was serving up. Who wants food? And he was asking about it and the sauce. And he's like, and Term was saying, making your own sauce is so much better than when you buy like a can of sauce. I, I haven't bought sauce in years. And like I'll buy. A can. I really don't eat pasta that much. But when I do, I buy the sauce for the most part. Um, anyways, but Term was saying how he was like simmering the sauce for like three hours or more. Like he was working on oh, it yeah. all day. Gotta do that shit. I, I have no patience. You gotta stir the I like, sauce I like or it'll stick. Spending like an hour making a meal, but to I'm spend your day. it. Yeah. Like I, I've had Term See, make like some that. pretty impressive meals in the last couple of years. And it's like, damn, I wish we lived together now. Something. Because this food is good. Um, yeah. Over the past couple of years, it's become a thing where like I like that use of my time and day i well, like it's definitely not a waste of time it's like one of those wiser things you can invest your time into i think is eating healthy and deliciously and just i like um deciding what is for dinner around like noon and then like right. at one like going to the store and getting the ingredients and then like spending the afternoon preparing the ingredients and yeah. cutting it up and looking at the recipes and i like putting a bunch of time into making the meal I don't yeah. know. There's something rewarding. About I, I have like a limit on my time and I don't think about it that early. And like my girlfriend might work until four or five o'clock. And then when she gets home, we start putting a plan together. Right. And then it's not like we can simmer the sauce. Two. Yeah. Or just like, which I'm fine with. I might wait and we'll make something a little more simplistic. Still good. You know, still all natural and veggies and good stuff. But it's like, yeah, when I was thinking about term spending hours, like this whole afternoon, more or less, I mean, making sure the sauce was stirred. I was like, damn, dude, he's really about it. And I just, it's just I'm like not. something that's in the kitchen throughout yeah. the whole card. We were watching the fights. No, I get it. You know, I, I still would not want to like tend to a flame for that many hours. I would want it to be done and shut it off and go sit down and drink or something. Like I just like my patience is, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's plenty of things where term might not be described as patient, but certainly with cooking. Like certainly, with I'm cooking, certainly not. You know, I'm I hungry. Can, I'm fucking hungry. That's how I feel. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> like a evolved process. Yeah. Um, but I I even like think about it sometimes when I'm doing it. How it's like I started preparing dinner two hours ago, and it's nine o'clock now, and I'm just sitting down to eat it. Yeah. 
but I don't mind it. That's actually something that irked me about term and when I'll, we like, lived I'll together. And I'll snack while I'm making dinner. <laughs> it's not even irks me. Like I should have no feelings about this because it does not in- involve me at all. But when we lived together, term what? He'd spend, even back then, whatever you were making, you'd spend a while cooking it. And then when you'd sit down, you would like take three bites and then hang on your phone or watch TV for like 20 minutes. And I was like, it's getting cold. And I'm like judging him for his pace of eating like that affects my diet I have been at criticized all. for being a slow eater. Well, we have been on the road before. And like you could ask like Stevie and Jarve and like people have witnessed this. We're all like ready to go. And Term has like 80% of his meal on the plate. Well, especially still. when I'm and with people. And we have people. to like go. We have to go. When I'm with people, I like spend the whole meal socializing. He's, he eats very, he, as slow as he cooks it, he eats it. And I'm like, weren't you making it for three hours because you're hungry as fuck and you can't wait to not even have really. this and he sits down he takes two bites and he's like and then he just kind of goes back to the movie or something I'm like i don't get that uh like my, i'm really hungry when i'm hungry my great grandma we called her nani and my uncles multiple times have called me nani for <laughs> how long i take to eat yeah um yeah i don't know i, I feel like i've changed that recently like on the road it becomes more noticeable because we're on a schedule and we have to drive and we can only stop like for a certain amount of time my dad growing up would like inhale dinner every night that's how i do it and i it would like that would kind of irk me where i'm like you're not even enjoying it it's like you i don't got time i gotta raise three kids <laughs> you didn't even taste the show you're gonna go you don't got time because you gotta go fall asleep on the floor watching the socks <laughs> i game. gotta go not raise three kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like uh it's a patience thing, really. Uh, where you where you have patience, yeah, you know. And I don't think I have it in the kitchen, so yeah, it's something nice. I just like, and sometimes I think like, how hard could this be? I could go like make that meal. I'll ask Term what he threw in it. And I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna make like a fucking uh, eight minute abs version of this meal at home. You know right. what I mean? Like I'll go. I get seven it. minute abs. And it's not as good. But uh, all right, now my turn. What's something nice about me? What am I good at? Because it's not cooking. <sighs> I already did it. All right. You gave me a two in one. It's something that irks you, but is something nice about me. So I count it. Yeah, no, I promise uh, there are things, qualities about my friend that I like. I just, yeah, I don't I'm like trying put on the spot. I'm here. also just like using recent things. Be like, well, he just made me a delicious dinner. That's right. That was good. So got to give credit where credit is due. The Sopranos cookbook helped me out a lot. Right. He's, dude, Term has a uh, gabagool, it's what's for dinner, Tony Soprano apron, and he wears it when he cooks. Especially like when he's I'm cooking really out of the Sopranos life. cookbook. Was you that have meal to. out of it, the one yeah. you made the other night? So okay. I made us the... Um, dude, it's so funny that you're, you're sauce, such a nerd about this fucking show. I mean, it's a good cookbook. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> and a good show. The sauce is kind of like a combination of what they have uh, in the book and just kind of like winging it with some of my own stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the chicken franchise, the chicken that we ate, was straight up like out of the Sopranos yeah. cookbook. It was good. Oh, well, I mean, good. the chicken was good, but I was talking about the noodles because you, you made this I scratch did not, sauce. I did not make my own noodles, which someone asked. That, and it is possible. That's a dumb question, first of all. It's like, I'm not going that how far. You, how do you make a noodle? I'll make, I can make homemade noodles someday. How do you make a noodle? I'm not doing that. <laughs> no way. Uh, oh. Put the sauce. Dude, you throw. You got to start with like some oil, garlic, and then the pork. You got to start with the pork. Uh, you throw like some pancetta. I used some smoked raspberry chipotle bacon also with the pancetta. See, listen, to this guy. And then you got to kind of like brown the pork in the pan, and then you put the tomatoes and a little water and the and the tomato paste and whatnot. Yeah. Oh man, 
or Prego. I love making a good sauce. Three ninety nine again. Yeah, know? just like <laughs> since I've started doing that, which again I credit my girlfriend with. Uh, you could just buy like two things of cherry tomatoes and like the little. I like the multicolored ones. Yeah, um, the term is very diverse. Tomatoes of color. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, like that's all you need, and some spices, and and some water, and some time. You know the the seasoning time, and you got to have some pork. That's what gives it the flavor. Uh, and then you got to slice the garlic with a razor. Ooh, my own dude. I really fucked up. I really should have sliced the garlic with a razor. This Paulie. Roxy Ray? Roxy sort of rings a bell. Roxy, R-A-Y, R-A-E. <laughs> I'm going to go R-A-E because it's porn. You know? Rock, oh, it's R-A-Y-E. I was bright on both counts. I got turned on to a porn yesterday. I bet you did. Um, through a meme. I saw a meme. And we already did this. It's the same. She shoves giant stuff in her asshole. This is going to be a weekly thing now. Giant stuff in weekly the asshole. Weekly insertion It's all Wayne, by the way. The last three points are recommendations. I didn't ask They're all this guy. Hey, you know what? Uh, What's her face responded actually. Yep. Uh, that brings me to my next point. I, uh, every week we uh, share the podcast on our social media, and the actual hot kinky Joe responded to the share because I said it's just the it's a copy paste of the description. the description. So I said this week we discuss Acumenal's trip to Austin and voting babies and climbing Mount Everest yada, yada, and baka, hot baka. kinky Joe. And I spaced it out, hot kinky Joe, and yeah, she that replied, was a and problem. Says, hey." It's just hot kinky Joe. There are no spaces. First of all, especially not in her asshole. Yeah, <laughs> there's too much space in there. So, so now what? What do you want? What do you want? Okay, you tweeted that, and I was like, you know what? I went back and I changed it in the description. Of beautiful. Two weeks ago's episode. It's fucking so. beautiful. Yeah, we're getting all the real, uh, you know, um, just the, the hot socialites out there. Like we're the bumping day. elbows with the best of them. We got hot kinky <laughs> Joe in the fucking Twitter comments. We're bumping gaping sphincters with Thank the best you, Wayne. of them. Thank you, Wayne. The next day after we did that episode, I went, there's a soccer field at the end of my block. Mm-hmm. And when I deliver fan merch, I have to walk through the soccer field to get to the post office. And there was a little kid kicking a little soccer ball. And all I can think of was it stuffed inside a hot kinky Joe's asshole. Uh, here, let's do one or two more. It's going to be a long one this week. Uh, and I got this other last half a shot here. If you want to like maybe oh, take it for go. hot kinky Joe's asshole or something. Dude, you read <laughs> my mind. You stole my joke. You and me, we come from different worlds. I'm an ass man and you guys don't like girls. When there's nothing I can do, bam, bam, never be as gay as you. Oh my god. I'm sorry, dude, but like, out of all our characters we've developed over the years, we got Um Guy, we got Timpani Coco Guy, we got Halloween Guy. And then I don't even know. I guess it's just ass man guy. Like, <laughs> I love your bit. Do you do this on other podcasts or is, is this it, special for us? Because I'm, I'm proud to have you. Hootie song? <laughs> I think so. I don't want to be with you. Nobody <laughs> as gay as you. <laughs> Anyways, he goes on. Ah, sorry. My throat hurts. Ass man again. Just letting you guys know. Uh, I uh, bartend at a big venue in LA and I cut to. Uh, work for a Machine Gun Kelly show. Nice. And boy, did that suck. And boy, is the speaking voice and the stage banter awful. You guys harping on it made it horrible. I couldn't stop laughing every time any song ended. 
for example. When- so wait, you heard <laughs> us bitch about it before you you worked the show he was playing? That's hilarious. And so the, could- the pola jumped. jumped. That's what he sounds like. I called Meg. She was shooting a movie in Prague. <laughs> <laughs> Drug dealer girl. Uh, uh. These guys wear fucking masks in their 50s. What's your favorite candy? Example, when he introduces Motley Crue of Hot Topic session musicians for a band, he's like, I got the best fucking band in the world. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. So amazing to be here in front of all of you. I got the best but, uh, fucking band in the world. Give it up for Gary Bryant on the drums. <laughs> I don't know his drummer. I just make up a name. Give it up for this guy on the keys. <sighs> I'm terrible at making up names. It's impossible for me to do it. <laughs> Give it up for Miles Johnson on guitar. He taught Brian May everything he knows. Uh, I think he's done there. Um, this yeah, guy. <laughs> 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 this guy taught Ingve Malmsteen guitar lessons in the 1970s. This guy's like a modern day Jaco Pastorius, but he plays for me. <laughs> No, we did a uh, seance. <laughs> we did a seance. Conjured spirits at the, the cemetery, and we rose Randy Rhodes from the dead, <laughs> and we brought him out to my show, and he did an hour-long guitar solo. He never even got tired. I conjured the spirit of the big bopper. Who else died in plane crashes? Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> we dug him up, and we we sutured his bones back together. We sutured him, and we did a Frankenstein experiment, and we had. <laughs> Stevie von Frankenstein here tonight. Here tonight. Tonight. <laughs> Machine Gun uh, Kelly is the best. It's my favorite. I like. I hate him so much. I'm starting to like this guy. It's Seriously, so funny. you guys. We sold out this show. We. It's only a nineteen thousand cap arena, but we sold nineteen million tickets. <laughs> I like conjuring people who died in plane crashes. My, I brought my Ouija board on tour, and we brought it to the cemetery. I'm so honored to have Buddy Holly opening for me tonight. <laughs> okay, uh, I think there's just one more thing. I'm going to do a rap battle with Aaliyah after the set. Rock the boat, baby. I beat Kobe in a one-on-one game one time. I put up 82. <laughs> <laughs> he put up 82. Like not also 80 But two points more than 80 Cause I'm better than Kobe Oh yeah it wasn't also 80 Fucking 41 he's wearing a mask Did I say 82 I meant 182 384 Alright Yo yo and babies Just uh Just listening to uh This week's episode last week's I guess it is I'm rambling already. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the dude was... He's like, oh, God, they're going to fucking have a field up, day with baby? this. If uh, the dude was uh, talking... What's happening, baby? Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking... Yo, bro, what up, motherfucker? My smooth, pimped out player from the streets. Anyway, I had a question uh, for... And I, um, I think it was like... Oh, oh God, shit. I'm rambling. I'm going to kill myself. All right, this guy. He's actually not doing that bad. Uh, the dude was uh, talking about wanting to listen to the old beginning episodes <clears throat> i got a little bit of a banana life hack for you buddy Uh-oh. boy you can uh download do podbean in the app store or the play store and they're all there 
What? Who just bit? You know, I'm not. I don't. I didn't know that, but that makes sense because yeah, Podbean is where we host our show from. Like that's what we currently use to upload right. it. Right. We used to just have it on our web, and it was like. I just opted to let someone else host it to make it easier for it to go everywhere, including Spotify, which is actually where our, right. I guess most of our listeners are. But um, it wasn't not everywhere just, offered Spotify, uh, you know, application. It but. wasn't just because I forgot to post it a couple times. <laughs> it was mainly that, it, but there was but a lot going when on. When it was on the site, it wasn't going to many platforms. It was just the site and Apple Podcasts. But that's where we had the 100% control to make sure every episode was up or, right. you know what I mean? So like... Uh yeah, listen to this guy, or I mean, maybe he's wrong. Podbean has you download an app. The, the Podbean app, which I don't use, didn't even think of it. Didn't haven't even heard of the other apps. <laughs> I'm not trying to go back and listen to old episodes, but try that because we do host it on Podbean. So whether you're on your desktop or you download the app, they might all be, according to him, they are all there. So yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, they might show show you only the last 100. They do that with but, every. But show. try Podbean specifically if you're that caller from last week or. If you're anybody who's trying to go back and hear all of the garbage from the pre-100 yeah, don't episodes, do that. I, I say do don't that. do it. You don't have to listen to this. Stinks. This call. It stinks. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's good to know because I didn't know until someone called in that they only put up the last 100. I'm like, I don't know. And I didn't know until I heard that, that Podbean has them before that. So uh, check that out. Yeah, I didn't good know. Good call. Particularly you, with our show, but there's other shows that I've tried to go back on Apple Podcasts, and it's yeah, they only have like the the most recent you go 50 back to episodes, the source, which to makes the sense because everyone and their grandmother has a fucking podcast now, so I can't imagine the bandwidth it would it would take to have everyone's episode of every episode on their app. Speaking of bandwidth, I just brought my bandwidth tonight. <laughs> Make some noise. We got Gary on drums. <laughs> uh, let's do some YouTube comments. And see what's happening. Okay, yes, hot kinky Joe. I see you there. Okay, I see you. <laughs> what else we got? Coming in hot. Two hours ago. It's cold video from Kyle. It says, "Still here in 2022." Devil horn emoji. Thumbs up or the emoji with the flex, my boy. The emoji with the devil horns, my dude. Bars video. Hashtag bars. That's well, it. Well put. That's it. You hashtagged the title of the song? That's what they did. Thank you, nice. Skittles Music. Uh, MC Showcase. Summer 2022 and still straight. Fire emoji, brain emoji, hunt it emoji. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> long. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that we started reading these on the Thanks show. Thanks for your emojis, my it's like, friend. It, it just proves how obsolete a comment section really is. But So long. I miss you, term. We used to DM on the gram. Who's that from? That's from SoundCloud Swiftly. Was that their name? No. It's probably a different Graham name, you know? I mean, hit me back. What, what were we talking about? He also says, same video, same song. Love this song. Yeah, dude, you you just fucking ghosted this guy in uh, your DMs, and that's not cool. What was what was his name? Here's a quality about term that kind of irks me. He ghosts SoundCloud Swiftly on IG. And SoundCloud I don't, Swiftly. DM me, dude. Add Acumen oh, on Instagram. I will... What'd you guys say? What was your last conversation? Let's air it out. We don't have any history <laughs> in the DMs. It's probably, it only, just like Spotify, probably only saves like a year's worth. You don't follow each other. You both, yeah, we don't have any. Sir, you're full of shit. No, I still believe him, yo. Yeah, I, I actually interact with fellas on the Instagram and ladies uh, uh, to a fault, to a, like a degree where I'm like, you're ruining the mystique. 
Yeah. Stop talking to these people. I, I respond a lot too. <laughs> Stop Shouldn't talking to these. It's, it's a quality it's, that irks me about myself. It's mostly UFC stuff. I don't have friends to talk UFC shop with, so oh, sure I use do. our fans on DMs. No, I get that. If somebody wanted to DM me about John Carpenter horror movies right now, I would engage. So there's the bait. Who's going to take it? Right. If someone wants to DM <laughs> me about that five-round war that an Amanda Nunes and sweet. Juliana Pena had the other night. Man. That was a great card. That card was bumming me out. I know. Until the co-main. But it's still a, a good card. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I like seeing knockouts, but I was like, for the first three fights, I felt like there was 10 or less minutes of overall fighting. First and it was mostly the Anthony first Smith round fight. finishes, right. It was all the first fight, I and then think... the next two fights were just like, bam, bam, done. You know what? Yeah, I think... So if you were there live, they were booing after the Derek Lewis decision, and I, I was like, yeah, because right. if I paid for those seats, and I w- the main event starting... There's nothing happening, but the the last two fights were actually really sick. Yeah, I think Ankalaev Smith was two rounds actually, um, but no, it was it was second round. Yeah, like anyone else, I would have liked to see the Derek Lewis fight go longer. This bullshit. However, I don't fault Dan Mergliata for stopping the fight. I do. I fault him. The guy ate like 12, 15 shots without throwing one back, and then he face planted. The face plant wasn't a good look, but. It's like the face plant sprung him back up. It it, it did. He, he was back he on his feet in half right a second, and in that half a second, he but stopped the fight. In that moment, and from the angle Mergliata had, it was like, oh, he's out cold. Mergliata's also seen Derek Lewis fight the last couple of years. He was probably like, oh, it's happening again. Exactly. Oh, he's gassed. He's dead. Stop <laughs> booking Derek Lewis to fight in Texas. I don't get this. It has to be like, he has to be asking for it. Like, yo, let me redeem myself in front of my hometown crowd. And it keeps he going He keeps losing bad. in his home state. He keeps getting TKO'd in front of soul. Texas crowds. It just broke my soul. <laughs> Derek broke my soul. Um, uh, yeah, but like, I understood the stoppage. Yeah. Um, and the, the Moreno, Kaikar, France uh, finish was fucking awesome. Yup. Our buddy just hit me up because he was uh, out of town. So he said he was just downloading it to watch today. And he was asking about the main card. And he was like, don't give anything away. But he was going to watch skip it. skip two hours and not miss anything. He was going to watch it with a chick. So he's like, Am I, is it going to bore her or yes. whatever? And I, was, and I said. The third fight, yes. Only one fight in the main card went the distance. Yeah. And then I realized when it comes to the main event, that, that will be have giving something away. Right. Because all the uh-huh. other ones were finishes. So now at the main event, he's going to be like, okay, well, this goes the distance. But it was a fucking great war. It was a dominant fight uh, for Amanda Nunes. Two judges scored at 50-43, which is, that's amazing. I can't wait to drop this on everybody, but I'm going to rhyme Amanda Nunes with Jonas Valanciunas, who's a basketball player. Just wait. Just wait. It'll happen. Just wait. It'll happen. Oh, Are Calvin Coolidge. Ready? Get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm here all day for this. Put me up to M. J. Cole. <laughs> I compete, dude. Amanda Nunes. <laughs> Calvin Coolidge. Valanciunas. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, but I'm out here. Juliana Pena has the heart of a lion. Anthony yeah, Smith, sure. <laughs> she has the heart of Anthony Smith, <laughs> and and Amanda Nunes is the lioness. I don't know. She's tough. She's a tough ass chick. And even though it was a dominant fight, she never stopped trying to fucking fight back and win that fight. Yeah. She threw she up. She should have done a bunch. I think they said throughout the 25 minutes she threw up 21 submission attempts. That's crazy. And like three of them, four of them, even though Amanda Nunes says she was never in danger, about. No, she was like two three or three or, times. Three yeah. or four of those, yeah. I was like, get out of her guard! What are you doing? Yeah. 
It was it was a Well thank a, God for those title fights, those rematches, because they were exciting and I, I was I was personally sort of underwhelmed by oftentimes that. for a, a woman's MMA fight to go all five round distance all twenty five minutes, oftentimes it's like, man, that wasn't the most entertaining thing. No sweet. Uh, that was a fucking war though, and that was awesome and it was bloody and fucking ugly and oh great fight. Uh, Philly Blunt Cipher, so dope. The beat is uh, Back of the Tour Bus by ILAM. Picturesque. 20 I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that. Uh, right. Yeah, all those cypher beats were not original beats. Uh, it's 2022. No, this we, shit is still fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. That's picturesque. We never got our... Um, what was it? A pack, pack of, of cigarettes? <laughs> I mean, it's for the best. I don't want to kill myself. Uh, what is that? Silk purse out of a sow's ear. It says, my older siblings showed me this... Showed me these guys when I was about nine. I'm 20 now, and this is still fire emoji, fire emoji, crying, laughing emoji. Did they also show you puke porn and beheadings right. on Consumption Junction? Dude, a nine-year-old saw Rape Room, and that was 11 years ago, and they're still here. Hell they're yeah. still out here for it. Right. Uh, MC yeah, Showcase. if you uh, indoctrinate young children, it will have a lasting effect. It's wild, dude. Could you imagine like discovering the Palmer Squares at nine? I, we have fans who send us like their three-year-olds dancing to yeah. our stupid music and like singing yeah, along to I, it. Yeah, I guess you're right, but like nine is enough to like understand the thing about the babysitters, like all of it. It's right. not just somebody sending an adorable kid singing "Paralyzed," which happened recently, and it was adorable. Right. Anyways, MC Showcase here in 2022. Love this song. Does that have a million views yet? Because what the fuck? I'm gonna say no. Fuck. Oh yeah, we just checked this recently. It's it's never gonna get a million yeah. views. Fucking bullshit. Um, you guys, MC Showcase 2011, run it up. Go. Run it up that hill. MC Showcase again. <laughs> These were good old days. Missed the YouTube Cypher era. Uh, and then we got a live stream. It says one minute, 13. I'm sorry, one hour, 13 minutes, 20 seconds. Axe dance moves are fresher than Terms outfit. In no universe is that a true statement. But What video? Uh, one of our live streams. Let's see. Let's see my dance move. <laughs> uh, you know what? I was doing a little Joseph Shilliams, I think. I was ripping off a little Joey Chills. That's not a that's not a traditional acumenal move. I don't know what I was thinking. Damn, I can't I would have never remembered we did this song. Yeah, I'm very uh Oh look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's dude. very minimal. Yeah, it's uh, not a good dance move. It doesn't last long. I am not a good dancer. Oh, all right, a couple more comments and then we're out of here. Live stream. Shemp rap. Terms rap about his dead dog. Wow, dude, I know it probably sounds odd, but I rescued a raccoon once, a little baby. I was afraid to release him back into the wild, injured, so I kept him long enough for him to heal. Well, we quickly became attached to each other. Fast forward a few years. And he was taken before his time. Rocco, the blueberry bandit, will be missed dearly. This hit home, dude. Dude, he just compared your dead dog to a fucking rogue. Yeah, I was, uh, a I was raccoon with rabies, probably. Waiting for the tie-in. Buddy, and I don't dude. respect it. <laughs> I would have shot your pet. I hear what you're saying, and I don't like it. <laughs> um, one of the TBS reports. What is it? It says original is much better. Oh, this is one of the songs that isn't the song. What's? It's called Orlean, but we've never made a song called that. 
So what's the original? This is one of the Orlan Beltran songs. Like Ray for Alston when he played for Boston. But I lost my leg! <laughs> yeah, it's Pandora's Box remix. Not whatever that was called. Is that on our page? No. Dude, it's got How do we get 60, linked in the comments? 61,000. Uh, yeah, how do we get linked in the comments? That's hmm. a good question. Nice. What the fuck? I guess we did all of them. What else was there? What are we missing? Mayday, the fucking king of wordplay. Dude has some dope ass verses. Even keel. Can't play me like French horn. LMFAO, anyone who's tried to pick up a French horn knows this is a bar. And <laughs> I guess that's good enough. This is a bar. Um, TVS Reports Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, where's my fucking plug music? I'm not comfortable without it. Did I tell you? Um, 708-797-3079. The other night, after the fights, you and Eric left. Yeah. What did we do after the fights? We watched uh, an episode of Ink Master. True. Like a half of one. Oh, and then we watched some Jackass Shark Week. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We put on the Jackass Shark Week thing, yep. and it was lackluster, well, except I mean, for Poopy's almost getting his hand bitten off. Apparently, that happened last year. They said yeah. it was like last year's Shark Week thing. That's that was nuts, dude. really the only riveting that guy part. Wrists, like, he could have slashed, the shark tooth could slash your wrist. Yeah. And he's out there getting bit up in his hand by sharks for Jackass stuff. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, you, you know. His guy. hand looked like a zombie hand. It looked like walking Knoxville, dead shit. Knoxville rings him. It's just like, yeah, dude, we're doing Shark Week. We're, and they're literally trying to jump the shark like Fonzie, but that was a, a show called Happy Days, and this was a, a real guy jumping sharks. And one He didn't hand. jump it. He jumped <laughs> into it. It's wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys left. And I, uh, I was chilling, watched a little Seinfeld. Right. Winding down. Duh. Finished my wine. Right. Winding down. I go and take a pee in my bathroom. I'm taking a pee. And it felt like... It felt like I... Like a drop of my pee fell on my foot. But my cock is right over the bowl. <laughs> and all the pee is going in the bowl. I see it. And I'm okay. shaking uh, my, my cock. Not like physically my body and uh and i'm realizing like what the fuck was on my foot like nothing drunk so i go to look on my it was a thousand legger <gasps> was crawling on my foot no while i'm peeing i did i was in that room that night you were I'm you were in there me. like 10 minutes earlier it was yeah. right after you guys left uh yeah those are the worst and then it's like i saw one in my house a few days ago too I had to slap it with my fucking house slipper and i don't have anything to hit it with and now it's like running out under the door to the bathroom so i swing the door to the bathroom open now it's in my hallway it's on the floor i grabbed my shaver my electric shaver <laughs> and i fucking threw it at it on the floor missed it of course how do you how would you think that was going to connect i don't know it's a they're fast as okay I, know, I was go drunk on. so what happens next so i'm now i'm like yeah that was the same night i text or tweeted uh <laughs> my uh never assassinate, assassinate. i should have assassinated because when you assassinate you make nate and i look like a couple asses um, I we really regret not like caveman, just like stepping on it and squishing it between my bare toes. That would have been manly as fuck. It would have been so manly or just fucking like hammer fisting it. You know, like one of the fighters we had just seen yeah. being a man. And instead I fucking like, ah! and I threw my little thing at it and then it ran down the hallway and I chased it and it crawled under my roommate's bedroom door and I went, <gasps> well, it's his problem now. Well, dude, did you tell him about <laughs> it the next day? No. Nope. <laughs> he had an early morning flight, so he's gone now. 
Yeah, so now, now, now it's his. You room. ever seen Arachnophobia? That's how that starts. <laughs> Fucking Af- African spider comes back in a casket or something. Next thing I know, I'm gonna be eating my popcorn. <laughs> thousand layers are gonna crawl out of my, my nose. Fucking popcorn butter ice cream. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Call yeah, in. That, that, that right in. Fucked up my night. Yeah. That. 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 Uh. Not I the was, same. But a month ago or so, I saw one, and it was right before bed. And I. I like the whole next, the whole weekend, dude. I was like looking at that spot in my house for him to come back, and of course it never happened. I found one of them later, but I was like, dude, that like that fucks my head up before bed. That's how asleep I was, like falling asleep. Yeah. While I'm peeing, is that it crawling on my foot? I was like, oh, it's a drop of pee or something. I'm like that out of it. And then I see what it was. And now for the next like hour and a half, I was instant. I was sobriety. wired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I did a bump. Patreon.com slash Palmer Squares and uh, Palmer Squares.com slash shop. Get a spooky language tea. Oh, dude. Shout out everybody that. Uh, did you send those to Bishop? The, the signed vinyl? Okay, great. I did today. Because we. Uh, yeah. We mentioned on the podcast like a week or two ago, but we never made like a post. All we had to do was make a post about those smudged signed vinyls, dude. They were sold out like in an hour. So um, shout out everybody that grabbed one of those. Hell yeah! That was one of those things where like we were, you know, they were considered, quote, defective in the sales industry because they had a smudge. But I was like, these records play. There are people out there that never got one of these records. Then it's like, yeah, put it on sale. Let's sign it. It's a signed item. You take a smudged record. You put a fucking little signature on it. It's gold. So yeah, um, there and there are a little bit more of those that yes. we didn't sign or sell yet. So maybe we'll be able to do that um, in the future. But there we, we want to bring some coming. on tour. We want to bring some on tour this fall. Hint, hint. We have a few dates, as you'll hear in one moment. But you might be hearing a few more in the coming weeks. So stay more tuned for come, that. More to come, Mordecai. Everwild, uh, get your tickets now. Everwild has them up on their website or go to palmersquares.com slash tour. Grab them. And then uh, also in August, Baltimore. The 8x10. We're opening for Wax with the Grilled Lincolns. Um, that's August 26th. I think there's still some of those re-release tickets for that. So that's going to be a fun-ass show. If there are tickets left, there are very few. Get them now. Get them while they last. Des Moines, Iowa, September 2nd at Lefties, and Omaha, Nebraska, September 3rd at Reverb Lounge. Des Moines. But like I said, Omaha. Late September and more so October. We're trying to pull some strings, you guys. Stay tuned for uh, what we're working on there. Um, you know, follow me at Acumental. I'm out here uh, tweeting drunk shit and, and, and taking pictures of my television when Chris Haslam does cool shit. And leave the uh, podcast a five star rating. Oh, something like that. Um, what else? I guess that's it. Also, um, our PO box. Oh, right, PO box is is Doi. still there. It exists and it is open for the gifting. Beyonce with her stupid face. Sorry, I just pulled up Super Bowl Beyonce again. Still would hit. <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? She's hotter like that. Yeah, I just imagine that like she's making that face because of my wiener in her tush. Ugh. Um. P.O. Box, Palmer Squares, P.O. Box, 47772, Chicago, Illinois, 60647. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna be there again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I, I went there today to deliver those records to Bishop. Nice. Signed records. I checked the P.O. Box. It was empty. That makes sense. You did break my soul. <laughs> um, All of you. Everyone listening. Broke my soul. Uh, let's see. Smoochie Gang playlist on Spotify. This is something 
Uh, I just felt like sharing because fuck it, that's why. This is a song called Staring at J. Dilla by Kembe X. You might have heard of him from a little song called The Company on our first album, Finna. Yeah, the one and only. You might have heard of him from our story about He me. also had songs with like J-Rock and Absol and way more famous people than us. Did they eat tiramisu and fall asleep in front of him at a fancy restaurant? Did they farts out of jars voluntarily? <laughs> I don't know. Think about it. Uh, I like this song. It's, um, what is it? Featuring Dave B, I believe. But Do you it's think Kemi X even remembers that I fell asleep at the table that no. one time? Dude, he doesn't remember either of us. I'm sure of that. Uh, but this is Kemi featuring Dave B. You think if he does? I would think if he does remember, remember us. Whoa. Remember me. Yada, yada, yada. Ka-ka. <laughs> I would think, if anything, he would remember... Um, you know, that were those two dorks who like to watch Stacey King and Neil Funk. Right. And uh, I forever will be. the Bulls games. Yeah. Even Adam Amin, dude. I'm not watching the ABC broadcast if right. Stacey's on. Fuck out of here. Anyways, I'm a fan. Uh, <laughs> good songs. This is one that I just heard recently and I always like it. I really like Kembe's verse. He says cool shit. I love how every four bars he goes, oh. He just throws a little oh, between the verses and it sounds so cool and natural and I'm jealous of that. Look, we were just talking about how, you know, we got to start telling ourselves. Yeah. You can sound like that, too. <laughs> no! No. No, I'm sorry. That's But not yeah, right. dope lines. I love how he says, like, I'm about three seconds from decoding the Matrix, but this bitch got so much ass, it make me lose my concentration. Oh. Hey. Uh. Uh, if I hit the blunt, prepare for trippy conversation. How the stick be full of lead, but it work more like an eraser. Oh. Good song. Staring at Jay Dilla. Kembe X. The dude rules. Zazat. <laughs> we'll see you next week on the TPS Sports Podcast. Smooches. Q-Y-T. Tonight. Tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm like if Jesus was a mason. This what happened when the most high. Make a bet with Satan. Uh, I'm like 10 seconds from decoding the matrix. But this bitch got so much ass it made me lose my concentration. Uh. Think of death so much that I embrace it That's the only thing that's promised I'm not tripping if you break it, uh If I hit the blunt, prepare for trippy conversations How to stick be full of lead But work more like an eraser, uh Been new, I ain't shit That's a tricky realization If you just found out today Shit, congratulations, uh Sometimes I lie in my raps Y'all think that shit crazy, uh Wait till you see how I look Lying dead in your faces I'm a lion, I'm a giant I'm the stone that killed Goliath I'm your shorty favorite person She wish you was more like I am, uh I look at this shit like if she with it, I already hit it Staring at Jay Dillon yeah. make me less afraid of dying, nigga I, I do not fear my maker gun and pull it off I won't drink after that bitch, but I might hit it raw uh, Every time my blessings touch down, I'm like, look at God Processing new deaths every day, don't praise me when I'm gone She say, thank you, baby, we done seen enough, right? I give thanks and praises daily, still a rough dryer I was bumping donuts, quit the pack and double back I'm making cuts for all your house, now why the fuck you mad? Uh, so I'm like chompers, huh? Walking on water, white dot stompers, huh? Boy, fuck how you feel, eat what I kill, shit, I got options, huh? All niggas do around here, cushion beers, none of that powder stuff Two troops in the field, shit get weird, get to finger wagon light, not in my house uh, When it come to drip, I'm doused, uh, rocking his hands like Ralph, uh, just blue band and sprouts uh, I got a huge crush on this bitch, I might ask her out, uh, passed out like a poker dealer when I got the mouth uh,